0: Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Withrow and I'm joined by my best man, Nick Dostal. How you doing there, DJ Dusk? I'm excited to be here. Second, What Are You Watching? Commentary in the books. Again, we're doing this intro a little different. We already recorded it. You know, why did we do 25th Hour, right? Like why did we do a 25th Hour commentary? Because this our last commentary was on Martin Scorsese's The Departed, which we talked about a lot beforehand that we're going to have a little fun taking the piss out of that. But then if you switch to something like 25th hour, it's not uh, a movie that you make fun of a lot, which we certainly do not. So why did we venture into this one (laughs) as opposed to the, you know, right following the departed, why did we venture into something significantly more serious
1: like Spike Lee's 25th hour? Well, this is a movie that had been coming up in our history Mm -hmm. Of since we've known each other, we have always had this love and respect for this movie. Right. To the point where I didn't even know that you had actually had a blog. Oh, yeah. Detailing. Oh, yeah. All the reasons that one (laughs) should love this movie. Yes. You know, we've got a lot to say. So (laughs) why not apply it to a movie that we think is very, very important viewing? We think that this is a movie that everybody should see. And we wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about some of the filmmaking aspects, about just some of just the political world realities that were going on because of this movie. Right. And um, so, yeah, so we thought this was a great movie to do that with.
0: Yeah, and we have we have a lot of fun in the commentary of like, you know, what if scenarios, what would we do in Monty Brogan shoes? We have a lot of fun questioning Frank's motives. Funny you should say that. The plan initially was to do a normal deep dive, just to mm-hmm. just to do a podcast about this movie dedicated solely to 25th Hour, and then you and I watched it together, and I talked like the whole time, just <laughs> yeah. giving my own commentary and filling in all this trivia, and we looked at each other, I think like a half hour in, and we're like, ah, damn it, this is going to be our next commentary, isn't it? Like, that's <laughs> this is what we have to do. So now everyone gets to enjoy what it's like literally being in the room with us as we watch a movie this is as close as it gets we do go on tangent city sometimes but you know we're all the better for
1: it (laughs) it's hilarious because yeah we were planning to do the deep dive because the day later our plan was to record the departed exactly first commentary yes we realized that like shit this would actually be a really good commentary so fast forward a month later Right. right We come out here and just re watch the movie we watched the last time you were here. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So we watched it twice in the span of like 30 days. And the second time, and both times, I talked a lot during it. The first time, you didn't talk as much. The second time, you were encouraged to talk equally. So that's what everyone gets to hear. And this is, you know, this is literally what it's like being in a room with Nick and I as we watch a movie. So we really hope everyone enjoys it. We're going to do the same exact thing. I'm going to count down. And when you hear the beep, is exactly when I press play on whatever device you're watching on. So, we're going to kick it off. Spike Lee's The 25th Hour, a masterpiece that should have been nominated for all the Oscars, but wasn't in three, two, one. Here we are back again. Welcome to What Are You Watching? <laughs> Dead number 2. Dead number 2. Our second commentary uh spike lee's 25th hour we're starting off oh my god i hate this sound i hate this Uh, noise so much i know
1: people who've turned the movie off because of that you know i mean i i I can't say that i would turn the movie off upon hearing (laughs) it but i cannot handle violence against dogs no yeah i mean animals dogs no i mean no no animals i'll watch a human get slaughtered (sighs) totally fine a dog (laughs) you get the fuck out But I
0: mean, yeah, that's a whole other. But what I tell that, yeah, I tell people like I promise it as relevance. I promise it as purpose. Just stick with it. It was. I think it's actually only one person I know who did that. But you know, one's enough. (laughs) I did get him to go back and watch it. And what a masterpiece this is! I'm so excited we're doing this. Yeah, what a great way to open this movie too, right? Like, just Oh. oh god, introducing us to this iconic character of Montgomery
1: Brogan, played to perfection by Edward Norton this is one of the best opening scenes that's done just to reveal something about our main character like reveal like a character trait pretty much yeah not
0: like they that's a shit man that's a really good point like the the background here all the drug stuff if you haven't seen the movie you're like you know uh, we have people to meet uh you know they're used to waiting you're kind of like huh what you don't really know what it is we're just getting an idea of everything and the Doyle is extremely important to Montgomery Brogan, Huge. like extremely important. So it yeah, I love this introduction of, you know, we're meeting this notorious
1: New York drug dealer by him saving a dog. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. And and it's all to show when we jump cut to the present day that this was this scene is only really done to show that he kept this dog.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: What this means to him, which is just a very poetic way to start this movie because we're also seeing this. This is the only time that we see Monty like this. This, yeah. Like we see him in the past
0: and he's definitely lighter, obviously. Yeah. But he has like a the braggadocio. Like this is the only time you really see him kind of flex that, you know, the way he's dressed and everything, his attitude, the way he's talking. He's to happy. this guy here. Yeah. He's happy. He's in power. You know, he's just, he's got sway. He's got all this yeah. stuff. But you're right. This is really, it's, it's just such it's such an interesting way to start your story here and just throw us right in. Yep. Oh, the cinematography is great, too. We're going to talk a lot about the cinematography, but the colors in this. And the, um, I'm, I'm going to be calling a lot of attention to a lot of the technical aspects of this, but the, the double cutting, you know, when yeah. they like embrace. Or we saw it when Doyle barked at him. I think we're going to see it here, too. When he closes the trunk, we get like two or three of them. The Oh, yeah. I love yeah, those boom, double boom. cuts. Boom, boom. So like, boom. Right yeah. there. Boom boom. What an interesting choice. And they're always from a slight, like a slightly different angle. Yep. It works so well. And it's really introducing us to this. He's setting the language of his film. Yes, Spike is. Lee is like, okay, here's what it's going
1: to be. This is, you know, I love that little Spanish he adds in there. <laughs> yep. Well, and if you uh, listen to the commentary by Spike Lee, uh, which we will be referencing quite a bit, yeah, is he loves those cuts oh yeah he He gets very excited by those cuts and he's yeah like what we just did he's like here we go boom boom and a lot of them have a lot of significance Mm -hmm. that will make a lot of sense some of them like that one don't necessarily but man stylistically it's just it's just language it's It's tone
0: it's setting it all there's a lot of things done in this movie that don't necessarily like quote-unquote make sense at least for like traditional narrative movie watching i'm I always go immediately to the first time we meet Francis, you know, Frank in in his office in that crazy setting and those glass panes on the wall, which we'll get to. But that's like, what is this? This is so crazy. And it just works. You know, it it adds to the intensity of that moment. But uh, great car revving up here. So we're just getting going. It's about like a, a good way to introduce Monty, introduce us into his world. But why are we doing 25th Hour, Spike Lee's 25th Hour? You know, we did The Departed and we had a little fun with that one. We planned to have fun with it because the movie is, you know, it's not a perfect movie. It's it has a few flaws, but we love them. We love the movie for its flaws. It was mm-hmm. fun. It was fun to do that. This is obviously a much more serious movie, I would argue. Definitely not as widely seen, but the people like the people who know. know. Yeah. I'm going to. So, oh, man, just these these credits really, really get me. They're so effective. So this movie comes out December 2002. OK. This is the first, I mean, this is in a time, it's a very sensitive time in America. September 11th had happened. You got like Spider-Man is cutting out the World Trade Center from Mm -hmm. shots. All like collateral damage is delayed. Training day is delayed. Uh, James Cameron said he had planned to make a sequel sequel to True Lies. That's delayed. Um, Screenwriter Eric Roth director Robert Zemeckis and star Tom Hanks said they canceled a sequel to Forrest Gump after 9-11. I mean, I don't know why that was. My point is, people were understandably, like, afraid. They were timid. They wanted to cut, you know, they didn't want to poke the bear anymore. It was a very, very sensitive time. And Spike Lee sees all of this happening, and he's like, "Uh, okay, like, I I guess I kind of get it. And then it essentially turns to him, turns into him, motivating him to be like, nah, fuck that. Like... All cool. If you all are gonna do that, I'm going in. Mm-hmm. I'm making a movie set in Manhattan about a very, very post 9/11 world. And I, I mean, I, I saw this movie in the theater. It's opening weekend, and even these credits, people were kind of like not sitting uneasily, but they were people were stirring and people were chatting. And I was watching with my mom, and I just went, "Oh wow, this is you know." It wasn't. I don't remember being marketed as a 9/11 movie, but I cannot impart the significance that 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 this movie had at the time and you know this is the 20 year anniversary of it and it is still without question to me anyway humbly the most important movie ever made about post 9-11 America it you know and that's not even what the movie is about. that's what I was gonna he say set it as the backdrop it's absolutely brilliant this movie yep. is based on a book we'll talk about the book a little later on but the book was written pre-9-11 so it's not a 9-11, it's not book. A 9/11 book and Spike Lee's like. I love this book. I love the material. Spike Lee did not write this movie, which is very rare for him. And he allows the writer, David Benioff, to adapt it into a post-9/11 world, and it all just works. And this is a theme where, that's going to be, you know coming up more and more as we watch this, but
1: even that is just so evocative. Ugh. I love that it's not about it. Yeah, but by these by setting it with this backdrop, and you'll see certain elements and certain locations and scenes throughout the movie where. It's very obvious that this is what's just happened but the movie has nothing to do with it but you can't help but feel the real weight of that time in this movie it just resonates
0: yeah and there's a scene uh arguably the film's most famous scene the fuck yeah. you sequence when that that was you know we'll get to that when it gets there but wow what a what an intense sequence that was there was a lot going on in the credits there that I wanted to talk about names that are really important to Spike Lee and like Terrence Blanchard, who's done the score for every Spike Lee movie, including this one. It's one of my favorite scores of his. Rodrigo. Oh, uh, Rodrigo is he's such a good DP. He's gone on to do he worked with any Ritu a number of times. He actually shot The Irishman. So he's gone on to things, but he brings an incredibly gritty aesthetic to this movie and
1: some of that cool weird shit that we were talking about like those glass panes yeah oh god it's just so great so this is a very cool scene because now there it is we see doyle with him well we also don't know like how much time has passed right but yeah it's
0: it's just through and he makes you know he does a good point of clarifying the name there the dog's name so you're like okay it's the same dog i get it he kept it cool cool and it's the weight that Edward Norton carries. Oh, like, yeah. Right, like in his shoulders, the way he's sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just
1: immediately feels different. We don't know anything yet, but you can just see it in his physicality. Something. This is not who we just saw. Right, right. Goatee, this, that's just the physical thing to show. Okay, that maybe something's a little different. Right. But you can see it in his face, everything. I mean, look at him. I want everyone to remember this guy, this other guy
0: on screen here, because the editing of this film is really significant. The timing of the flashbacks, it's, you really have to, it's something that benefits from watching it a few times Mm because you watch it and you're, and you know, if you're not paying attention carefully and listening really carefully, you may miss when this guy appears again. Yep. And oh God, it's really good at showing, you know, the subtle, it's subtly showing that destruction, that horrible destruction that drugs can have. Oh God,
1: look at this guy. He's such a New York actor. Oh, he really is. Like, everything about him. I
0: love Norton. I got touched. Do you hear me? Yeah. Like, I, I
1: never heard that. Like, you know, you hear, like, pinched. Yeah. Going upstate or something. I got touched. But yeah, you're right. The weight of him, even his posture. Yeah, It's just like, ugh. Something's different. And this is something that I also loved about the Spike Lee commentary is that we're about to go on a relative lengthy, I don't think it is, but one could argue that it might, walk with just him and Doyle and Yeah, but look look at this setting. This oh, well, yeah, setting exactly. that setting's gonna come up later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. But as Spike Lee, he gets so passionate in his commentary, he's like, oh, here he is thinking. He's contemplating like where did I go wrong? What what happened? Do I go this way? Do I go that way? And I get that too, but hearing him and that's like why when you watch something like this and like the greatness of commentary is that it makes this scene even more impactful because this is what the director was going for. He was trying to communicate that this is how long this has been stewing in his head. We are in the headspace of Monty right now. Like we don't even know how long this morning is where he's walking. This could be hours, exactly. And I mean, this is the last time he's going to be able to do this for seven years. Yeah, so let the man walk.
0: You exactly. Know? It's like, yeah, exactly. And if there was one uh, kind of profile shot where we were we were running parallel with him while he walked, and he kind of jacked up the shutter speed. So mm-hmm. that's other like little touches just for that shot, just to make it you know a little like herky jerky there, but. This is a, you know, this is a movie where we're following him either physically or in his headspace. So I've, I've always liked this, this walk and, you know, we get, it is, it's another kind of subtle way to introduce settings and characters because we're about to meet one of the best people. Yeah. So I don't even know the time to start bringing this up, but you're going to love his coat. Oh yeah. Just the whole way he's dressed the sweater under it. I mean, it's great, but coming up when he tells this woman you know, I got kicked out for fighting and stuff. The way he says it, I've always thought that he actually, well, Frank mentions it later. He he was dealing in high school and stuff. So, you know, just these like little lies to kind of paint his image a little better. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I've
1: always appreciated that. Well, Um, and especially because like when he gets caught by her, like he's not supposed to be there, especially with the dog, with the dog. <laughs> you know, like if you look tr- at her, I love yeah. the way she plays. It's like, are you, are you okay? Like, you like are you a crazy person in my school? Do you know, an appointment somewhere. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> sir, are you well? And he's, but his confidence, that like kind of swagger that New York, maybe even drug dealer confidence of like, no, no, it's okay. Come on. Check this yeah, out. Yeah, no, out. He's, he's
1: very so charming. charming. Yes, he's yes. very alluring and disarming. And. I think that's why he says fighting is because he's like, I got kicked out for fighting. Because if he if he says, I got kicked out for what I really did, well, then she'd I'm not gonna, him out. Probably, you know, or he, goes, <laughs> he needs to get information from her. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're at this scene. Where's Jake? Yeah. But what I love about this, it's such a great acting moment is when he finds out that oh. he wasn't like that. His record's been broken, like right here. He looks like look. devastated. Oh, that look. ah. Uh. Oh what a bad news to receive on a day like this
0: you know just a little a little thing that he's been like touting around since high school like i got the record got the record
1: what a thing to hear and kind of be disappointed about and there
2: he is, (laughs) there is (laughs) a good
0: friend of mine
1: (laughs) oh Uh, god i love him oh
0: god and i can't wait anna paquin 2002 so
1: that's there he is. There's our man. You you immediately know everything you need oh, to know Phil. already by just that look. We love you, Phil. Jacob Alinsky. First time we see him, we he he looks enamored, he looks stressed, he looks like everything very confused the, and like
0: yep. he's he's probably looking at the sure, yeah, and you know, not not what he's supposed to be doing. Oh yeah, he's just yep. yeah, you even see his eyes cough a little bit. Oh, God. We're, we'll talk about him a lot. Yeah, yeah, we will. Anna Paquin so good in this, like really on, <laughs> very in command of what she's doing. She was in a, I guess X-Men had come out, so she was like kind of in that phase, you know, but I I always really liked her in this. And she, she's hilarious, I, I think, when we get to the club, just the way she's playing certain scenes. <laughs> I think she's great in everything.
1: Yeah. I've, I've always think liked Paquin her. Anna is, Paquin is awesome. Uh, a little Inside Baseball Uh-oh. is... um. Uh, I don't know who, maybe you know better than I do, but um, there was an original actress in Anna Paquin's place that needed to be replaced. Mm -hmm. Don't know who, don't know why, but um, Philip Seymour Hoffman had just directed her in a play, Oh, and he's the one who kind of vouched for her. He's like, hey, I, I know somebody. Oh, shit, I didn't know this. And yeah, so she basically went from him being her director to now acting opposite something. in a spike lee movie in a spike oh lee movie god, like how fucking amazing. cool is
0: that it's so cool it's like oh, he's so oh god you really believe one of the strengths of this is you really believe their friendships his yeah. friendships with the individual people you really believe the relationship with his dad just the way everyone's playing off each other very tedious i mean what the hell is he probably thinking you know he didn't he didn't know Monty was going to show up and he's like, oh yeah, bro, you're going to fucking prison tomorrow, dude. Like, what are you doing in my class yeah. in general? Like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing like, here? What is this? I always, always we, like, he's a little out of breath. Yeah. I love that. He's like, he's a little nervous or, you know, he's like, you meet Frank with, with the, you know, things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he is like, he's, he had to rush there, you know, shoot the, the lady was probably like, the administrator was probably like, you know, go, all right, go see him then get the hell out of here or something, you know? But yeah, that's a great choice to <laughs> yep, be a, a little a great, out of breath a
1: choice it's not it's not over the top it's not it's it doesn't really like it's not like confusing it's just a little something makes me think that maybe like (laughs) she told him that he needed to leave and he bolted (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. now you can't go see jake you gotta leave (laughs)
0: and he just (laughs) just fucking goes he keeps looking around that's why he's out of breath Uh, Find
1: a class
0: (laughs) no one's better than hoffman at that like just disgruntled Yep. just sitting back down sighing oh god this is a great match cut from here to him um in the teacher's office Loved that the class was in the circle yeah it's the way to do it oh christ but this is great just punches in boom Uh, oh, i love it boom. boom 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 <laughs> ah, i fucked it up <laughs> it's okay it's a three yeah it's three real quick there i do want to kind of double back you know we have to do this sometimes i think it's as good a place of any to mention that a really interesting name in those credits that people are always like huh is produced by toby mcguire so this is toby mcguire spider-man comes out you know Mm -hmm. he's like peak peak going it is my understanding that he was the one that had the rights to the book and somehow or he was at least he was going to play montgomery brogan like that was the plan i don't know if spike was set to direct i don't know what it was along the way whether it was like spider-man or toby like stepped aside to it it was a very amicable trade-off to give it to norton not unlike. Remember when, like, ah, um, oh, shit, Damon was going to be like the lead in Manchester by the Sea, yes, and they passed it off to Casey Affleck. It's it's a situation, situation like, that. like that. That has always made me respect Toby McGuire much much more. That like staying on as a producer, but stepping aside to let you know Edward Norton at this time is like he. It's peak Edward Norton, it is. and it's it. It was a good move. I think it's a, the film is better for it. And I just wanted to explain that credit because I get asked
1: about that a lot. That's all. Yes, no it's it's a it's a worthy explanation yeah. because yeah because you see that name in the credits, you're like toby mcguire yeah, like, like huh? the like certainly not spider-man
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's not even listening what what when did you get that oh god <laughs> yeah i know exactly
0: he's sitting so like <laughs> teacherly i'm surprised that at school like that she's allowed to
1: flash tattoos like that honestly isn't this like a private? I'm sure she's probably not. I, I bet you it's one of those things where everyone's she's giving a little side eye and just being like, you know, you're not supposed to like, but but those also go away. <laughs> she is making a good point here, though.
0: I'm going to say, like, you know, just because the dude wrote about his dead grandmother, he doesn't deserve the A plus.
1: You know. Yep. I mean, and she's really, I that argument with teachers. For and that, she's so really like, just being ambitious. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. yeah. You know? I mean, she clearly, uh, you know, has a good like, like she's got a good like argument to make that what she's done in the class has been better. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> oh God!
2: Oh Phil, oh, he's so, he's goodness. so he's good. Oh so goddamn,
1: good man. Goodness. His
0: everything. The like, you know, we did a whole Hoffman podcast, but and we did talk about Jacob Alinsky, of yeah. course, but just the way he he embodies him through like the schlubbiness and the posture yeah. and of course his wardrobe later which we'll talk about what he wears to the club. Oh, it's uh, the he's best. just so great. This is okay, so here we oh boy, we're about to get passed off here
3: to, to the, the great to,
0: Francis Xavier Slattery <laughs> to the BP <laughs> played by uh, a never better Barry Pepper. Oh my uh. god, punching with the close up. I wrote about this. Uh, I've written about this movie a lot, but I said this was my favorite scene ages ago. There are more popular scenes. I've just always loved the energy of this. <laughs> I keep saying so
1: There's that first instance of the glass painting.
0: Yeah. Call you later, boom.
1: <laughs> well, it looks like we're in like, like a whole, like it looks like there's all sorts of glass everywhere. It right. It looks like we're very, very blocked in. But he uses in.
0: it in really, okay. So he uses it in very specific instances, but we got, I'm, I'm basically just like, doing a sports commentary of this scene because i love it so much it, i love it. this guy he's uh done a few spikely cameos you know he was in he got game tries to sell the car you know that's a that's a sports watch out here oh my god there's no one around oh i love he got game so much but this guy has so much command and energy it's oh god you come you here drinking your red bullshit yeah. <laughs> <you're laughs> cowboy and that's fine <laughs> i also love that it, fuck you <laughs> i also love that i have no idea what they're talking about oh yeah None, and it does it not doesn't matter. matter it doesn't matter at all get back to <laughs> pepper just with the bloodshot eyes it's like probably i don't know nine ten in the morning tie undone oh
1: my god he just getting in his face like that i love this scene there's nothing more disrespectful than when someone's just talking to you with their with their pointing their finger right at your face yeah. all the time, like holding and, it. And notice his boss's thing of right or wrong, right or wrong. And that's something he will adopt later. Yep. You know, when he's drunk, he'll start saying that. I really. Am I right? Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong? Stop playing this fucking ball. <laughs> I love how this scene ends, too. It's so it's like, because like, well, you know that they're like friends.
0: He's, yeah. he's got to be on his ass because Frank's a cowboy. He's a fucking cowboy. <laughs> He's a cowboy. Drinking your red bullshit. That's one of my all-time favorite lines of this
1: movie. I love it. My favorite line, <laughs> the whole movie is coming, coming up.
0: Coming up. Oh, it's so good. I've said that so many times in real life, too. I know exactly what you're referencing.
1: You have to you have to say it with someone has to be wearing
0: the right kind oh, of order to say it. <laughs> I
1: only say it when they're
0: wearing it. I said it to someone actually last week because they, <laughs> they were indeed wearing it.
2: But yes, it's um People are like, what are you talking about? Here comes folks. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Talk about
0: character introductions. I mean, Jesus, this is we know everything we need to know about this guy. Yep. His energy, his business, what everything. He cares about. The way he looks. All right, here he comes. <laughs> I still have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> but
2: I know that it's important to him, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> 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 there it is. You <laughs> know you're a uh, striped shirt with a striped tie, right? It's like uh, a fucking
0: optical illusion. This scene right here between Mark Hughes, very uh, played, not, not a lot of, of attention is brought on it here. They just have their little thing. What's interesting, though, about the book, which I have read and it, it is a fantastic book. And this movie is very, very loyal to it. This interaction <laughs> pisses him off for the rest of the book. And, oh. and so he'll be like mad in the club and, you know, we'll get like his inner monologue and he's like, he's basically, I should have fucking punched Marcuse or tomorrow at work. I'm going to fucking lay him out. You know, he, it. so that's interesting. You see like yeah. what's, it's, it's weighing on him still in that like macho bullshit aggression of rah, rah. It's still just all over him. And I, I like that in the book that you can keep bringing it back. So here it yeah. he goes. Huge day. Huge money day for him. Best friend's going to prison tomorrow. I don't think that's on his mind.
1: No, not We're going right to talk now. about Frank
0: a lot too because Frank is, um, I don't have any questions about Jacob Alinsky. There, I don't have any. He's, yep. I think he's a straight arrow. I think he's a good guy. I think he's what he is. We get a lot of contradictory information from Frank about how yes. he feels about Monty's situation, how he is going to react to it in seven years. All that stuff. And that that's a that's what makes it a very, very dynamic character because he is. Wow, is he flawed? Everyone's flawed. I mean, Jacob Alinsky, oh, yeah, very, very flawed coming up here toward well, the end of the movie.
1: They're both conflicted but in different ways. Yeah. Like, way, the way that Jacob is conflicted is nothing he, with Monty, he knows how that is. Yeah. But he's conflicted with his student, whereas I think for Francis, he's conflicted about Monty. Yeah. Like he has no idea how to feel about it. And I think he means. When he goes into both sides. I
0: did too, actually. I do, Yeah. I think he means, I think he, part of him does feel like he fucking deserves it. Yep. Like, you know, he needs a good kick in the ass, maybe not a seven year kick in the ass at Otisville, but, and then part of him is probably like, am I, am I never going to see this guy again? Yeah. Is he going to go there and yep. literally never going to come back?
1: Because clearly he cares. Yeah. Oh, like, yes. I yes. mean, I, and I think that's what he's just rubbing up against the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, just, like, you feel the weight of, like, every step. Like, when you really think about, like, the fact that this is just this guy's last day, it it, it, it just must feel like every move you make is, ah, uh, like going through quicksand. Yeah, I mean, it would feel, I must feel like
0: your skin is so heavy. I've never, I, I do want to talk about, you know, how, our, like, as we get on a little later, maybe how we would personally, like, react to this situation or something, uh-huh. but I've never known anyone who's going to like go in for a long stint, you know? Yeah. So th- that's why this is such like a, but it happens to a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of people, I imagine he has money. So that's why he's like out on bail and he's able to go to a
1: club in his last night before prison. Some people might be, you know, in jail already and just get shipped off. Well, he, they were saying, Spike Lee was saying that for people that are like this, that ask that question, it's because basically first time crime, Yep. yep. Um, white dude. Yep. Yeah low risk mm-hmm. so they're going to let him slide under that and when it's just his time they're not going to make sure he's there right they're going to count on him to actually uphold his end of it that's where he goes
0: that's america baby but shout out right here to the awesome
1: poster of cool
0: hand like Luke. the double-sized poster spike had to get it cleared yep. because oh uh, god it's just so great but also major shout out we've you know she's been on screen here for a little bit but the yeah. great rosario dawson who. This was her second Spike Lee movie. She played Ray Allen's girlfriend and he got game. And she's, you know, she's such a, a believable like kid in that. Like a kid with, you know, she's still in high school and then she's just a full fledged woman here, even mm-hmm. though she's young, much younger than him, but she plays this so maturely. And I love that um we don't really know like why he's being so kind of
2: cold to her yet. And yeah. we're like, what's the deal here? So that's Oh God she just wants you know get close to him and you know
1: and that's the thing is like she's trying right here like she's she's doing all of the things to try to
0: well because she didn't do anything wrong well, I mean, no.
1: spo- like we're gonna talk about the whole
0: yeah, movie yeah. we're know, spoiling point. everything I, if you haven't you know seen the movie then thanks for listening but yeah you know, <laughs> 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 it's spoiled but yeah i mean she knows she didn't do anything wrong yeah she's been like the lo- the most loyal one to him so she's His just a good girlfriend yeah and she and he obviously has these great suspicions we we uh missed a good line there you know come take a bath with me and he yeah. says no another indication of how why i love these flashbacks because we're very quickly going to jump to a bath and i remember seeing that like oh okay got him in the got him in the bath but wait he's like a lot lighter like oh this is huh what's going on it's just so well placed and obviously right. staring at the couch because that's going to become his doom soon i mean that's actually the flashback this is a flashback the right here no yeah. i mean the the couch is
1: like what's you know, what stems triggering the flashback yep. within him because that's where the flashback's gonna end. Well, and it's just and I love that too, because you're not taking your audience for granted. Like no. you're not treating them like they're idiots. We're gonna realize, like we don't right now, like first time watching, we can absolutely assume that this is not a flashback. But once we start to gather enough information, we're like, oh, we are back. This right. is a flashback. Right. And then it makes the bath that much more significant. When all of a sudden you have to do a little bit of work yourself, the impact goes so much farther than when you don't, if it just tells you exactly boom, 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 this is how it well, goes.
0: Yeah, for me, like I I don't necessarily want to do that with every movie. Like some movies Sometimes, are way yeah. more challenging than others. This isn't a challenging movie, but I love when movies, yeah, when they're asking you to engage in that way. To me, it makes me like remember them a little yep. better because I was trying to figure stuff out. It doesn't take me out of the movie. You're just like, oh, okay, it's, okay, I'm catching up. This is cool. Yep, it's so um, powerful to me how they enter because like it's just really slow and they just kind of enter the apartment
1: like they own it. Oh my god, I, I have a question I'm going to bring up to you. Okay, because I, I'm always curious and I don't really think there's a right answer here, but once the cops start investigating. I almost kind of feel like Monty has no idea that there's something here. I almost kind of feel like in a weird way, like not that Naturell is guilty of anything, but I think she's aware of the drugs in the sofa. But it seems to me like he takes his cue from her that there is. No, 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 no. He he's
0: studying her to see if she ratted him out oh, she that's definitely okay. knows they're in there he knows no, I think
1: he do you think he knows that he they're absolutely
0: in there? he put them there because Kostia is the one that's like how many people knew they were in there you know that's people keep people, yeah. people keep bringing that up even frank is like who knew it's like costia knew and yep. natural knew that you were hiding the drugs in the cashier house so monty's aware of like that's why when the dude when they start Everyone already knows that it's in the couch. The cops yeah. already know. They're just messing with him. They're, you know, looking around. Oh, yeah. Well, and then must be your posture. And must, so when, so when hey, he's yep. like, just get it over with. He knows what's already going down. He knows. I think he knows, you know, he's still kind of playing it cool. But as soon as they start leaning in on the couch, it's he's this, this figuring cut,
1: it out. This cut to here. Yeah.
0: He is studying her going, yeah. did you fucking rap me out to them? Because there are three people in the world that know what's in this couch. And yeah. the other one is my, you know, bodyguard that is my, you know, my boss put, put on me to protect me. So I, it certainly shouldn't be him, even though it is. Yeah. He's like, are you, fu-? I think he's studying it. Like, and yeah, I think like she, that look. yeah, he's like, are
1: you kidding me? And she's like, oh my God, I know where this is going. Yeah. Obviously now he knows. Yeah. And it's such a great moment. Like you see his body, like he's just a good actor. Just well, good actor. They,
0: the cops, I mean, cops do this. Cops play angles to try to get confessions, So they are messing with him on oh, a number sure. of levels and they mess with him in the interrogation. Like, yeah. she touched you. Like, she ratted you out. And he's like, nah. Oh my God. I love this. Get it over with. Oof. Because he knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He knows what they're going to find. Um, fun fact here. This movie was made in 2002. This actor, The Wire started in 2002, but he was not in the first few seasons. So his... Now, trademark extended, she started here <laughs> and he popularized it on the wire because he had, you know, more screen time. But I love that, uh, this is where this it started, started. <laughs> and he holds it, does he? Oh, there's the killer. The cash was, you know, <laughs> this is great, Mr. Broken. I do believe you're fucked. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> <Broiling>. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, he's studying her and she doesn't. I mean, her life's falling apart here too, because if he goes away, she you know, she is moving back in with her mom. Yeah she loses a cushy apartment, loses whatever benefits of his, you know, financially well off lifestyle affords them. And That's look how warm go out.
1: the lighting was in their previous scene and how it's cold here, cold. yeah.
0: It was even a little warmer in that very, very first
1: flashback. It's yeah. just even though it's at night, it's still a little warmer. It's just and greenier. then when we cut
0: in, yeah, yeah, and then when
2: we cut into that first one of him, you know, sitting Watching the boats and stuff, it's much colder. Oh, man. I mean, it's a, it is a great question. Like, what...
0: This is, I think, a, a really kind of, not fun, but it's a question to dive down of, like, what would you do on your last night before prison if you were out, you know, like, on bail or bond like he is? Man. I, I, I mean, you know, just think on it. We don't have to answer it yet, but yeah, it's... I don't know if he... What's interesting is, like, I wonder if he's just so, like, rattled and confused and doesn't... He seems, okay, he seems to me like he's much more interested in finding out who screwed him over yeah, rather than, like, preparing for prison. He's It really seems to me he's just trying not to think about it. He says that once or twice. But I think he's, like, you know, I I definitely got to go see my sketchy boss. Very, very sketchy boss. I definitely... I have a few things to do. I got to see my dad. I got to go here. But, like... I don't know. He never seems like he's angling to like, yo, can you get me a favor? Or make me a deal no. or anything. He's just really despondent and like accepted that this is my life. And I'm more likely than not going to be fucked for life because of this, whether I die or whether I just
1: survive, but barely. Oh, that's a great point. It yeah. does seem like he is more interested in just having a little bit of that closure of knowing. So that way he doesn't have to spend seven years mulling yeah. it over. Mm-hmm. God. So we obviously met Costio before that
0: first scene, but his now that Monty, <laughs> Jesus, so now bad. that Monty is, you know, not in as good of a place, he's much harder on him. I love this. What do you think? I'm having the time of my life, you dumb
2: shit. I love I know. that line it, so it.
0: much.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and we're going to talk about this guy because this is Tony Saragusa. The Goose. I would not have known this um, unless I listened to Spike Lee's commentary. (laughs) This tells you how little I know about sports, but he was a, if I get it right, a defensive tackle, I believe, for 12 seasons for the Colts and the Ravens. This is not his real voice. It's a really good accent, but uh, Spike just pitched it to him. He's like, Goose, I need like a big guy, bodyguard type. You want to do it? And I think he's great. He is. I think, you know, Spike is no stranger to working with People who are famous from something else like Ray Allen to me gives arguably the best non-professional actor or acting performance ever. And he got game and he was, you know, like a rookie NBA athlete. So it's not something that's new to Spike, but I love that he just gives his trust to like, OK, hey, Edward Norton, Oscar nominee two double Oscar nominee, very respected actor.
1: Now you're going to work like this defensive tackle <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: for some
1: of like, your biggest scenes, and it totally works. It it's, absolutely works. I think it's, it says a lot about the confidence of the director oh, yeah. to be able to take a non actor and put them in a very substantial role that carries a lot. Like, if this guy doesn't work, these scenes won't
0: work. No, of course. And if and, we're, yeah, if we're like laughing at him or like, oh my God, this guy's acting sucks, we're not going to buy. Yeah. The, you know, the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Look at, see, I think, and she's looking at him like, motherfucker, I know you. Like, costia you know, like, uh, I know exactly who you are. Ugh. But I love, again, I just love that he's in it. Here we go. Brogan's, Brian Cox, oh,
3: just Brian a, like a Cox. perfect
0: character actor who I don't know yep. if I've ever seen a bad performance from. Now, arguably having the highest peak of his career with Succession. Yeah. It's great. Love him. This, again, you know, setting setting the tone with just these, we haven't really talked about nine eleven much since those opening credits, if mm-hmm. at all, really. And now it's just starting to get us into the world a little more. Oh my
1: god! It's yep, crazy. this is one of those bars, and because it's it's an Irish bar. Yep, and like there's just so much that you can latch to about what that means, and then just put it all for the nine eleven, mm-hmm. and it and and this is ex- another example of how. This isn't about 9-11, but how this sets the whole entire backdrop of the world around post-9-11. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I, lo- I love they don't uh, eat massive steak.
0: No one ever eats in movies, though, really, you know.
1: And one thing I just want to point out, is, I love this so much, is like pay attention to the way that we're watching them right now, because you see Edward Norton's on the left and Brian Cox is on the right, after Edward Norton comes back from what we're like the, arguably the the most known scene of the movie, they switch places. They do. yeah. Well, they don't switch, places, don't switch like places. The, up up the switches. The, yeah, the frame yeah. switches. Makes it a little uneasy. It, it makes it a little uneasy. And I also kind of feel like it, it's like what we're about to see, there's almost like no return after that. Yeah. So you yeah. come back, it's a little different. Again, like that's just my perception. That's just another creative way that I took that. Yeah. And I just think it's cool.
0: Yeah, it's a really, it's another good kind of one of those technical... In this case, editing or no cinematography that we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I love the little Donald Trump line there. That has a yeah little more context or yeah context but significance. It He's ages twenty well. years later. <laughs> One of my favorite lines actually just happened there when he goes, I don't I didn't hear you wishing I was a law sc- law, su- law school student then. I love that. Uh, oh yeah. And you believe right away again, you just believe all these people right away that you believe all these relationships inherently. Yep. All right, so here we go. What the hell do you have to say about
1: this? I think this is just one of the most well-done scenes that could ever be like this. Yeah. And I don't think we'll ever get anything like this ever again. And if we do, I hope we do in a way. Like, I mean, at the context, like what, what he's saying is not great, but the context of everything and the world and the time and all of this, like this is... it's really well done it is
0: really well done and for someone like i think only a person like spike could brave a sequence like this you yep. really go like i mean this is like a short film this mm-hmm. thing is all in we're in different film stocks here we're shitting on well it's fuck you to the entire city and everyone in it yeah and this is directly from the book it's in the book there there are a few changes from the book um most notably that he trashed the Knicks a little bit in the book. And Spike Lee's like a lifelong Knicks fan. He's That's like, hilarious. you got to take that out. I can't, That's the can't handle my Nickies. I can't do it, man. You got to take them out. He and should. then he of course <laughs> added the, the nine 11 stuff, the Bin Laden yeah. stuff, which was, I mean, I, again, like people in the theater or even when you like watch this at home, like people like kind of laugh during this. And you're like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. When it goes, it gets a little quiet. And then, Boom, fuck Osama bin Laden. People, it it was, it's one of the most memorable movie going experiences I've ever had because people were like uneasy. I, my jaw was dropped. My, I looked at my mom, her jaw was dropped. No one, no one, no one was doing this, you know, 13 months, 14 months after 9 11. No one Mm -hmm. like calling it like, not like you see it, but Spike Lee's calling it like he sees it, basically. And it is, Not necessarily (laughs) the nicest things, but
1: he goes in on everyone. Yeah, he goes in on everyone. And I mean, really, this is just like a metaphor to express Monty's anger and frustration about his situation. And he's taking it out on his city that he lives in. right? And that's a very human thing to do. Yeah. I mean, projecting. You're just taking it out, uh,
0: taking your troubles out on other people. This scene doesn't work if he doesn't bring it if it doesn't land on him at the end exactly that, oh no you're, it's 100 that's the whole right. intention of the scene it's like nah man not it's not fuck this person fuck that group fuck this
1: it's fuck you dude
0: yeah
3: and <laughs> you
1: and, did this and this is the thing that like makes me feel bad about thinking that a scene like this might not ever be made again today is because for the context that we're talking about where this guy is venting his frustrations about the currency of the world yeah like it, it, because he brings it all back to him. But like, if we lose the ability through art to do that, because you're not saying that it's right, but this is just, we're hearing the way that one person is just going off. I always love you
0: take five steps. To, don't dribble, take five steps to <laughs> shoot the ball. Uh, it's so funny. And I love that little, because you can tell like he does like basketball. You know, he played yep. when he was a kid. I love that. And also, you know, this is going to, Talking about characters being called back, we're going to see most of these people in that very end sequence. You yeah. Know, when he's leaving New York and they all look happy. They're yep. all in the street smiling. No one's arguing. No one's mad.
2: They're living, going on with their day. And he's going to the pen. The hooskow. Jay. That right there. The music just kind of kicked yep. up a little bit. We cut to him. It was...
0: I'm, I'm literally getting chills right now just watching it. Just... If you see the movie for the first time, like now, it may not hit as hard, but I always, always try to beat the, the context into people. Like, no, no one was doing this. Ugh.
1: I think it still resonates. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it still hits because even I it just happened to me.
2: I just got it. <laughs> Goes in on the friends. I love that. I shot. love that. Look at his hair.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> such, such a, a look at that maniac. Shot. Uh-huh.
1: The smoke.
0: They definitely shot that at the club. Oh, yeah. And then intended it to be like, you know, just a
1: beaver memory for later. Absolutely, I, I love the way he smacks like when they're doing like the thing. Let's he's... go Yankees. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's, it's like he's owned that bar his whole life. Yeah. That, 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 that's his crew. Those that's are his it. regulars.
1: It, they're in there watching the game. It feels so lived in. and Everyone in it. Ugh. Yeah, because I mean, like you mean to tell me that there's not someone out there today that has feelings like this about the current world. Uh, i think like
0: <laughs> yeah i
3: mean come As on the country maybe it, exactly <laughs> like like
1: it, it but but like maybe like now we can't write a scene like that not us but like just in general like spike could, spike could yeah do it spike yep bring it on back
0: because oh, yeah you wouldn't so you lives. wouldn't
1: see like this but yet there's so much that someone could say about today in this way if it's done well
2: yeah but here it is oh that's a great and i too that, that he's yep. watching yeah yep and then the best
0: kickers that it just doesn't rub off. It's there. Yep. <laughs> Bet one of the regulars wrote it. Assholes. The the rings. There's a, those are nice touch. Yeah. So different angles here. Yep. So yeah, it's different coverage, different dynamic.
2: <laughs> I love the way he plays this. He's just yeah, good girl. What? Yep. What's wrong? Doesn't hesitate at all. He's going to do something.
0: Close Brian here. Yeah. He's Brian Cox going to do something at the. And to the scene that's really significant mm-hmm. that I always like to call out, um, bring it up when it happens. Oh, oh another thing I want to mention here is uh, <laughs> my favorite actor is about to get name dropped. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's Montgomery right. Cliff, yeah. That's why his mother named him. And I, I just think that's so good. It's like, I want to name John, John Broken. Good, strong name. Good, strong name. <laughs> good, strong name. <laughs> Which he says at the end, too, during that fantasy. Yeah. Montage.
1: God, I love that, man. That voiceover is so good. Oh, God,
0: it's so good.
1: Just enough money for coffee,
0: sandwiches. <laughs> Every man should see the desert. I went a little too hard. Every man should see the desert Will they die. No, my favorite of that, he goes, He goes. you're a New Yorker. It's in your bones. <laughs> I love it. <that. laughs> get way ahead of ourselves oh my god I, that that is such a fucking dad thing to do i'll drive you yep. son to the prison take half as long he doesn't want to get there at half the time dad but he's like i need to know how to get there for you know
2: visits yeah here it is montgomery clift james Rogan, not john whatever that poor fuck <laughs> <laughs> It's A Woman After My Heart. Yeah, there it love is.
0: Her
1: already. Oh, God, it's such a good movie.
0: Love Her Already. What's Montgomery Brogan's favorite Montgomery Clift movie? I
3: don't know. It's a tough one. Red River.
0: Red River, yeah. <laughs> the Harris, where Montgomery Clift like, tortures Olivia de Havilland for two hours. Oh, that's great. Just a little whisper. This is really significant to someone who is in the program, in AA, yep. sober. This is not a little thing, sneaking a little sip of the beer. Yep. I don't think he's...
1: I love that hand yeah, cover. Yeah, he's
0: trying to hide it. I don't think he's proud of it. Think and he's it's ashamed. his son's
1: beer. It's not even his. Exactly. So, yep. oh. And, All right. Here we go. Man, we're
0: just cruising on this commentary because it's just one banger scene after another.
1: So... Okay brushing his teeth i think this is (laughs) my favorite scene this
0: is my this is my favorite scene in the movie like i i was trying to be cute when i wrote about the first time we meet frank and then the fuck you scene is the most iconic this is i i on the hoffman podcast i said like when we saw that shot and i think he says i think he's like jesus christ i in the theater with him i went holy shit but i just at first, I didn't know what I was looking at. Look at that shot. It's yes. all going to be one shot, One folks. shot. One master. It just, once we get above them, it just stays. And that music the is music. so perfect and haunting. Terrence Blanchard, I love you. Yeah, that's, I, I was like, oh my God, that's what we're looking at. Uh, oh, and the dialogue's so perfect. It, you know, Ben Langa dropped drop another yeah. one right away. I brought right this, up right next door.
1: I brought this up on our Philip Sumer Hoffman podcast. And um, this line right here, where the Times says it's this, fuck the Times and the Post, Post says it's fine. Someone's lying. It's just basically a whole entire... It's it's symbolic for what this scene is actually all about. Mm -hmm. These two cannot see eye to eye for different reasons. I don't know. Sometimes I think Barry Pepper just wants to pick a fight in this. Barry Pepper, to me here, just
0: seems like... What I, I mean, it would be great to like, you know, what did you bring into this? Yeah, but it seems yeah. like he's still grinding out that work day, maybe still thinking about Marcuse. Oh, Marqueous. for he sure. Eat Marcuse's yep. ass. He's definitely conflicted about Monty, as we'll see. But he, this is always interesting because we don't see them alone. You know, we'll see them alone again at that, like, cigar bar. But their dynamic to me, like, are they friends yep. without Monty? Yep. I, I think they definitely all grew up together. But do they hang out? Are they do these two have anything in common? I mean, are they going to a bar? I mean, just them. It, yeah. Even like when Monty's not in prison, you know, if he's busy with Naturelle, or these two ever calling each other up? I don't think so. They have like that, I've known you since childhood thing. And Francis to me just seems to be very like, so sick of your like wimpy shit, dude. Like you yep. need to grow up like, and he sees an opportunity to be like the alpha here. And he is. Yeah. But then when he's talking to Norton later, And he's, you know, getting weepy and, like, crying, like, I'm going to be there. He doesn't take that alpha position. It's absolutely
1: fascinating. It's a fascinating performance. The dynamic is so different. And this is also the first time that we really hear this part of his opinion. He doesn't ever really bring what he says up in this scene any time Like his angst against Monty or, like, he fucking deserves it. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So part of that, part of me wonders, like, is he posturing for Hoffman or something? I don't know. Because... If if one of our mutual friends was like going away and you were about to meet up with him, you and I are sitting having a drink and we're like, fuck, sucks. We just got to like have a good time. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. argue with you about like what is going to happen with him. But yeah, so he's got that like perfect accent. That's not his real voice. You know, he puts that perfect flavor in New York on there. And Spike Lee was
1: worried because like, oh, Barry, oh yeah, Barry yeah. Gary Pepper's from Vancouver and he's like, man, like, I don't know. Right. I mean, like, you're a good actor, but I don't know like a New York. To make you feel like you've lived in New York or New Jersey your whole entire life, and Barry Pepper spent a day working with somebody and then came a in. A day? Jeez. Yeah. And, and basically, I mean, I'm sure he'd been to New York, but he said he basically kind of just worked with a guy together, and then he's like, he came in and just nailed the whole entire part. He, the the strength of it and like
0: the beauty and the brilliance of the accent is that it's not too thick. He's mm-hmm. not laying it on too hard. It's like, you know, he's got to work every day, so maybe... I don't know, maybe in his interactions, maybe he dulled the accent down or just living there, whatever it is. It's, it's just perfect. It comes out most
1: in vowels, you know, dog, can't take a dog to the who's cow. Oh, man. And what I thought was so fascinating about in the commentary from Spike Lee is that this scene was a point of contention with the studios. The oh, studios didn't want that, this scene.
0: Of course not. I can't, I can't even believe a studio oh. let him make this. And since you brought up studio involvement, the 25th hour, 25th hour, made in 2002 for a budget of $5 million. Insane. They made this movie for $5 million. That means everyone's working scale, meaning not making uh, any money, like uh, very, very little a day. And you're just running and gunning. I think they did it in 25 days. Edward Norton broke his nose and then yep. came back and they finished the scene. It's like they were running and gunning the entire time. And that's like, You only get to make a movie like this, this closely after 9 11 for $5 million.
1: I forgot what he said the exact dates were, but you said a 25 day shooting schedule and the the shooting ended in July of 2002. So, whatever 25 days before that is. Yeah. And then it was released in December. Yeah. Not even six months for a post. That. Is wild.
0: Yeah, that you're not even running. You're running and gunning in the street when you film and in, and post, in post. Like you're, you know, that's what, Barry Alexander Brown is an incredible editor. He's edited most of Spike's movies, so
1: if anyone can do it, he can. But look um, at Phil. He's just, yeah. He's like what? Huh? Co- what his the fuck? He's mouth gone. gaped open, just like in shock that his that this person would say those things. Oh god, this is so great. Just focuses on this stuff.
0: The um. So yeah, this that's this scene kind of introduces the uh odd dichotomy of francis because yeah there he's really hard like he's going we're never seeing him again he's done and you know what fuck him like i don't care
1: and then when he talks about it later that he does not have that much negative energy about it i think that just again goes to show it's my take but and there's no right right or wrong but it's also because we're talking like this that just goes to show you how good the performance is is because it, he just, to me, seems so conflicted. I think he believes it all. It's just on one second, he feels like this. And then the flip of the coin, he's sensitive about it. Like, yeah. he, like he's got a lot going on. Flashback. That was great. We
0: actually went to black there. That was yep. like the first time in the movie, which is, a, you know, we close out that really important chapter and then that slow fade up to this harsh, harsh, harshly bright white room. And look, at he's still even playing it like, you got nothing on me. Like, look yep. at this.
3: Oh, God.
2: so the way these drug busts work
0: and which they're about to you know show their hand i imagine they caught costia doing some shit you know doing his bad stuff and then they're like we need you to roll on someone if you want to skirt this trouble then you need to roll on someone to give us something bigger so he rolls on monty here heroin in the couch cash in the couch but they're like, right here, they say it in plain English. We don't care about you. We want your boss. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. And that's how these things work. You just try to lean and press the people at the bottom to, you know, ratting out the people at the top. And the fact that he doesn't is, you know, huge testament, <laughs> I guess, to his drug code character. He also probably would die if you ratted him out. But I love that. I don't think the police are expecting that. I think the police are expecting, you know, we're going to try to mess with you, convince you that your lady did this. You're going to, like, confess and rat out Nikolai, and they don't get that. Instead, they get uh, wise-assery <laughs> yeah. when
1: his blank is in your mouth. Oh, my God. And, and this actor right here. Behind him? Yeah. Oh, he's great. I mean, this is one of those roles where, like, it's a smaller role. You don't really get a lot in there. But, like, what he does in this secondary role to his, his superior officer it's just great. It's just one of those Ooyah. examples. Of, maybe it's your posture. Yeah. I mean, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Or the way like
0: could he's a padding. He's <laughs> so taken back by what Monty says here with that insult, yeah. the way he like studies him and then kind of leans in and Listen here, you little motherfucker. Oh, God. He probably actually did say all this shit on the stand, too. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he got seven years and I don't know what the max would have been. I think they say
2: something like 15 maybe could be the max. Yeah, maybe. Smart guy. <laughs> I'm.
0: I've always been absolutely obsessed with how the scene is lit. I've always tried to match it in my own work. With when you're in like a white cinder block room, there. I'm just like with a few sequences. I've tried to get it like how do you hot get hot there? hot? Yeah. I mean, they could be baking them in light from yeah. above. Maybe there's a lot. I can see there's a lot of light hitting them. And it wouldn't be your standard ugly fl- fluorescent light show up like shit on camera. So you yeah. want to use them as little as possible. And that's what would normally be in this room. So I imagine they're just pumping it. Maybe touch it up and post to brighten it up a little bit. Maybe. Maybe a I little bit.
1: Maybe. They could have kicked it up a notch or two. They probably, every every take they're doing, they're just wiping them. But it works, so,
0: it works so well from when, you know, we've... Been in black, and then we fade yeah. up to that white. I really
1: love that. It's like a rebirth. Or a very sobering experience.
0: Exactly. See? They just want your friend Nikolai. And he doesn't even acknowledge Nikolai's yep. existence, which is a smart move on his part. <laughs> sure. Well, a cop steps in place behind him. You got to have a cop behind him in case he does some wild shit. His
1: tie is too long. Well, their cops do. I know, there. I know. Come but on. it's just, it's always a telling thing for me.
0: Come on, man. He's got off like a 14-hour shift. They got this warrant. They got in there to get him.
2: Now they're bringing him back. <laughs> Can't be worried about style. Look at him. Boom. Lean it down. Oof. Ooh. Rough. Yep. But it is something Monty's thinking about, because oh, that scenario he sets out for Frank,
0: you know, it's, it's overcrowded. There's 300 guys. No, he's listing like, his fears. Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: yes, that, yeah. He, he, that, that's exactly, and that's probably exactly what will happen.
0: Could be. We're going to talk about that as we go down the line, because I have a few theories about, I'm not I'm pointing out, I don't think there's any faults in this movie, so I'm not pointing those out, but I think there are a few things Monty could have done a little differently to curry some goodwill in the pen. talk to talk about that here completely completely different dynamic dynamic at all because francis because he's this alpha yep bro big
1: shot god i love this this percentile it and you know and this thing too is like you always see a lot of scenes where there's like a lot of like bro type of behavior and conversations Mm -hmm. it always kind of comes down to a big dick type thing (laughs) But the way that this one does it, it's just better than any of the rest. Yeah, because it's.
0: Yeah, that is a common thing to happen uh, in movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where where that's the the big kicker. But the way that he sells it, you know, funny you should ask about this. What another one of my favorite lines from the movies coming up. Jacob, you're a rich Jewish kid from the Upper East Side who's ashamed of his wealth.
1: And then he burps. And, (laughs) And then he burps. And again, just point out, like, the, the, the a magnificent part of this scene is just watching the way that the camera's angled on Phil and versus Barry. It's mm-hmm. always looking down on Phil yep. and always looking up at Barry. Just that's to- all
0: camera positioning yep. power. Right. Yeah, exactly. Good catch. Yeah, because that's a little below eye level. It's a little above. Yeah. And
2: wearing the hat, we can see even less of him, which is, again... you're a bachelor against. in los angeles what percentile are you
1: i'm going <laughs> An to eligible j- bachelor i'm going to jail a big fat donut <laughs> oh, are you <laughs>
2: <laughs> tell us what for I, love uh,
1: I got canceled on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yeah you're going to podcast jail
1: <laughs>
0: here it he goes i love that uh hair's not an issue like that's not true at all he's got nope hair's not non issue it's like no. Nah, come on that has to be an issue look at him
2: <laughs> he just stuffed <laughs> a bunch rice, of fucking rice
0: He's fried mouth? rice with their bare hands which thankfully he points out another thing i love about this scene is the people in the restaurant notice them and you never you rarely see that in movies like people yell argue in movies and
1: people don't look but even when he burps the table right over there is like what the hell well, and and you know, and that's the thing that always like I don't know about you, but like I've known dudes that they don't quite act like this, but they will just burp whenever in conversations, yeah. or they will do things that just are not good manners, like what, like what he just says right here, and and you you wonder it's just sort of like, dude, how do you even just like if they're if they're like you know quote unquote whatever success means but right like how did you get here yeah with this behavior yeah you're like an ape you're a
0: buffoon yeah. like how do you even you know defrauding foreign governments whatever you do i mean how did you even get that job yeah. when you don't have manners or civility but i guess <laughs> i guess the stock market isn't a place for manners or civility really, i guess so. that's true wolf of wall Street <laughs> told us taught us anything <laughs> ashamed of his wealth oh, I love that line. there he goes <laughs> see they look at him those are real too they have to be
1: I mean, if you're if you're an extra and that happens, I'm looking. For well, 100%. they would have been directed too. I, yeah, I, you true. know, I imagine. But it's still,
0: it's just a, gr- it's great the way it's played. Getting mad again, for yep. Francis.
2: He's got yeah, really, really quick trigger temper there. Ah, big fat zero. Lower. I love that.
0: He's just flexing this percentile thing all over the city they go to the next bar and the <laughs> server knows about it there we go another really well timed flashback where you're like huh that one's a little more jarring which Yeah, is interesting oh, god i love the scene so and simon, this is something to think about too, oh yeah yeah so simon from the beginning just real quick is going to he's the guy either buying something here he's the one who gives you know he gives norton that number that norton burns but yeah this is this is him who you're about to see all dressed up in the suit so he you can hear norton kind of say simon but unless you are really paying attention but that's another really cool subtle way to show again that you know destructive force of addiction yep cuz here here he and is all, all buttoned up with his briefcase but yeah this is a really cool scene because it gives a little more um we're getting to understand monty's relationship in his like w- profession and what he does cuz this not naturelle, but the other one, her friend has heard of him. She's like, really? yeah, I know you are. And like, let's get out of here. You know, he's he's bad people. It's kind of the vibe she's putting off. Like, we don't need to be hanging out with drug dealers. Like, let's bounce. Well, not and only like that, that, but something and he's older. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's something to be said about a grown ass man hanging around in a park trying to pick up a high school. Like, yeah.
0: But you know, he's like,
1: oh, I know your brother.
0: So, I love that. The camera um, has been a l- little more playful here, too. It was like finding focus, dipping out yep. here. It's like moving around a lot, shooting between, you know, shooting through gates and stuff. Very playful, very, because that's what it is. It's kind yeah. of, you know, tender, loving scene here.
1: I mean, I, I personally love that. I, I love when the cameras are finding the focus. Yeah, I do, it, too. It's just, yeah, playful. For yep. You know,
0: he's doing his little Cassavetes scene here. <gasps>
1: Me cute. <laughs> cassavetes
0: yeah so you were in my brother's class and she's like let's go <laughs> let's go <laughs> by proxy yeah we don't need to don't <laughs> be around this dude <laughs> but their their dynamic here is so like i love how he has an answer for everything yep. you know how old are you? what if i was 17 well you're not so it's fine and then when she gets offended ab- about the school and he's like no you can go be from wherever you want just always has a good answer again talking about like his charm you know
1: And it's also a testament to Rosario Dawson for like what you were saying earlier, you know, like here she is this woman, but she like right here is very believable as As an 18 year old, 18 year old last few
0: months of high school probably yeah
1: and that doesn't just have to do with the fact that she's got great like skin complexion or anything like that it's the way she's carrying herself like she looks younger
0: well yeah they're and they're like acting goofy and being silly and talking
1: about boys i never liked it at him
0: it's very i never liked it i never liked it at him it comes up a few times in this movie so i love it
2: and god this must have been 2013 i got to see spikely speak
0: at. It was before I moved to LA, but I got to see him speak and it was like, it was just so cool. Just kind of, was at my college campus. Um, oh, I was gosh. out of college, but I still lived like in oh, yeah. the area in the yeah, town. So I got to be able to in get in, get in there. Oh, I did. I, in fact, I did sneak in. <laughs> I believe it. They don't let the kids sat, in there. Then. Yeah. sat in the very back row. I went pretending I graduated college like, I don't know, six, five, six years earlier. And I just <laughs> kind of snuck back in. I got to sit there, but he, he talked about that. I liked it at him. It was great. He mentioned 25th hours. just great talk.
1: Signed an autograph after. Oh man, it was great.
0: God, I love Spike.
1: Well, I mean, he teaches at uh, at NYU. NYU. Yeah, he always has. And um, I love like he. You know, he mentions at the end of this movie or in the credits is like basically he like his students help out with his movies.
0: Well, right? yeah, I mean, some of them, some of his more recent movies have been like almost entirely not student productions, but that's been the goal of them. Yeah, is to do yeah. that, like, just have his students or people who have like just gotten out of it um like his vampire movie he made his cra- which is crazy but yeah yeah you're right what a great way to get free help oh, <laughs> oh yeah of course i mean who the hell does want to chip out chip um what is it not chip out who who doesn't want to help out on a chip in chip in thank you jesus mm. just couldn't get her couldn't, couldn't get, get it, it the out. other
1: way couldn't get it out sorry
3: who I doesn't want to
0: chip in on a spike movie man i sure as hell would <laughs> I god this. i love it way to meet somebody Really, is she Francis? Is that girl the girl
1: for Jake? Yeah, is I know she really? exactly. <laughs> God, oh look at his
2: walk, like yeah. Oh God, it's just both these guys are just Back there. so good. Is this your little brother? God, that's so funny. That's very witty on his part, though. See, he taps. Tapsy so proud, everybody knows, man. Oh God. And, um, oh God, what
0: a fucking pig always really liked the, we're going to see Francis and natural alone together. Not even, she's not really even alone here actually, because, you know, Hoffman's here, but his behavior with her, Francis is very flirty here. You know, they're bringing up sex right away. And then it's not that dynamic when they're arguing at the club. And And I've always really liked that.
1: And how comfortable she is with phil yes like like, yes takes a sip of his beer very comfortable like he's He's she doesn't need to have
0: yeah she doesn't need to have her guard up with phil like it's it's all good you know jacob's a good guy but francis is there's a threat yeah probably gonna try to make a move on me uh uh, two days from now during the course of time monty's (laughs) here he's gonna try yeah when monty's away
1: i i love this because as this whole entire you know like Francis doesn't believe for right a there, second. Right there yeah. is when he's calling bullshit with the hand yep. on his face. He's just uh,
0: doing a little platitude. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. And I love Phil. He's like, no, did you... Did, did you, you hear he, what did I did was you, saying? Yeah, did you hear what I was saying? <laughs> oh, God.
3: <laughs> Terry. Uh, <laughs> look at that look. Terry's Look stupid. at that look. He's just he's like, I call right bullshit. <laughs>
0: but also, the thing is, like, if you're going to bring something like this up, this is going to be the dude who's not going to judge you, you know, like and yeah. Monty doesn't judge him later either. Dude, so like Monty's, just,
1: Monty's, Monty's like exactly encouraging, encouraging it. it. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah that, which French actually like, kind of says
0: a lot about him, exactly. the, the, which we'll talk about. Well, yeah. He's
1: already said it. Cause when he walked into the student oh, class, giving he's me the like, eyes, oh, she's yeah. giving me
0: the eyes. She's pretty cute. Yeah, dude.
1: It's fucking high school. Like he's Take the one easy. that's basically saying, go for it. Right. And France is the one that's like, dude, absolutely not. You fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, baby, with the kiss, and you know, just yeah, there's something there.
0: A little too handsy, and then yeah, they're they're just so like comfortable, and I don't know. I love that the way she leans into the bar, takes a sip of Phil's beer.
1: She like touches his chin. Yeah, chew she, up she on that. Got yeah, make, like yeah, that
0: right there, like
3: uh, and he wipes know. it away. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, and he does. It. Oh, God, it's so good, man. Yeah, there's just dynamic. good acting all around right here. It really is the chemistry of
0: everyone involved. Again, $5 million, no one's getting paid 25 days. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't even trailers on this set. Oh, like, yeah. you are just running and gunning the entire time. Ah, there were trailers. You think so? Ah, uh, yeah. I, yeah I think so. I think you think so? Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're not. Soderbergh doesn't do a lot of trailers. He makes movies bigger than five. It's true. I know it's true. I said it. No, I I'm <laughs> 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 oh
3: god!
1: Oh. No, okay. Oh, now Barry. coming up is one of my favorite. I don't know exactly when, but basically, Francis alludes to what Jacob was just telling him, and it truly embarrasses Jacob. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's face gets red.
0: That's in and the club,
1: I believe. It's he's coming like, up right here too. Oh, no, you missed a, yeah, you missed a story about his imaginary friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and he doesn't know what to say, and he turns, and his face just starts to get red, and I'm like, right here. Right, like, like, he's right, literally blushing. You yeah, he's see see literally blushing. blushing. Like, that is just, that? like, ah, that, that, that's just such a present, present actor, and it, it just, it,
2: it's just, ah, it's so good. It's absolutely incredible. Because it's very hard to, you
1: can't, you can't, that's not, like, you like can you can't fake a, fake a, a How do you act
2: a blush? Yeah, you know, You yeah. have to, like, actually you just
1: get
0: have to actually be embarrassed. Or,
2: oh God. <laughs> well, maybe he was. Well, yeah. Look at him, he's still kind of embarrassed. Set him up for the dead-end kids. Yep. Great line.
1: Uh, <laughs> both both natural and Monty walked into the same shot with yep. the same lighting. Uh,
2: perfect. And I love that he just missed her. Yep, oh, and i love the how the mood just completely changes yeah sunday fuck sunday yeah. nope or not she's probably like what the hell did i do wrong yeah <laughs> just, well by, yeah my exactly party. she actually
0: <laughs> didn't do, do
1: anything wrong but sorry I mean, guys s- sorry you don't know that i'm going to jail <laughs> but fuck I sunday fuck sunday Phil taking a little,
0: yeah, he contemplated that drink because he gets mm-hmm. drunk a little
1: faster. Well, he, he I, I think he just, like, I, I love later when the scene, too, when he pushes away the whiskey that Francis is like, it's no, like, hit him, yeah, hit him. Th- it, shoving down his throat. Fuck that, hit him. He's like, no, I don't want to drink anymore. Okay. And he actually, like, just tosses it away. Yeah,
0: yeah. So here we go. We're about to begin a monster sequence. We're like, I don't know, hour and five minutes into the movie. We're in here for like 40, 45 yep. minutes, which is. To completely like for the this movie doesn't really have an act structure, but to completely go into one single setting for you know the the bottom half of your movie, yep. it's really audacious. Ever feel I don't know? Well, I think stuck it's- or like claustrophobic. We're I think always it's, moving
1: around. We have places to go. It just really, really works. I think it's because we really get to feel this, like this bar. Like, yeah, they it, set it, it up really well. It's, it, it, I think a lot goes for how something looks like that. Like when you walk into a place, just as an audience, do you like we immediately understand this bar? So we kind of feel like we know the ins and outs of it. And I feel like when you make that type of relationship to it, whether it's subconsciously or consciously, we can stay there for as long as right. you want. And I think that's exactly what this is. But what I love about Spike Lee's commentary, too, is he's always very, very quick to talk about the exteriors and then the interiors. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's something that like it may not sound like a big deal, but like when you're filming, it is a big deal. Oh, yeah, because
0: like just as much of this movie is outside as inside. Not just as much, but a lot. A lot. Yeah, you have to you have to plan those very differently. Cinematography is very different. Real quick, this is a late, great Patrice O'Neill. One of my favorite comedians. I love his little cameo here. And I love that advice. Don't lose your temper till Mm -hmm. it's time. Mm -hmm. It's good advice. Some of the best advice he's gotten so far. He keeps getting advice from people, you know, survive. His head's down. (laughs) So embarrassed to go in. Ah, Another great line coming up. Uh, I like his earlier work. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, what? Oh, my God. DJ's probably like fucking 18.
1: It's like DJ Dusk Hmm. or
0: like, they're going to say it in a second. Yeah, DJ Dusk. Oh, yeah. I prefer his earlier work, but he's very good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Look at how he's dressed. He's such a teacher. Yeah, he
0: he literally looks like he didn't even change. Like after no, <laughs> he just put on the hat.
1: Yeah, he put on the hat, and that's what a guy like that would do. Yeah, because guy, similarly
0: to how Francis has no manners, and doesn't care about burping. It's not even on Jake's radar. Like, do I change? Need to dress up for this? Do I? Is this like important? Am I allowed to wear a hat? Like, does it matter? I don't even think that's on his radar. I think yep. his main thought is. What can I do? Like, I'm really, really sad that my friend is leaving. What can I do to give him, do my part to give him a fun night? You know? Yeah. And he's, I think he's probably the most unselfish one in the movie. Oh, I mean,
1: he does... 100%. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and look how Monty gets a little excited here. I know you. Yeah. And, and he's rooting for him. He's like, no, we're going to get you in. Not with all your guys, but you.
2: You again. Uh-oh. Always room for lovers. Ah, love oh, God. Yeah, he's totally
0: he shut down
1: the, the guys. Well, if you think you about it, he started dating a younger girl. I'm yeah. sure he probably just relates to this in a different way.
0: Well, yeah, it doesn't make it OK, though. No, clear. no, it doesn't. <laughs>
1: but I'm just saying from monty's perspective. And I perspective,
0: guess if we're being um, sticklers, not sticklers, but yeah, double dolly from behind. Not sticklers necessarily, but if we're being accurate, you know, natural was eighteen. I don't think any that's of this true. is okay. For the record, like high school, no, and no, you need to no. Let's just let's just take some take some years off, folks. Get get some distance.
1: Jesus. But again, you're talking about with that double dolly shot. We're setting up the language for what this whole entire long sequence because yeah, we're going to see that yeah multiple exactly, times exactly, and it's all meaningful.
0: Yeah, and that's a signature of Spike Lee. He's done it in most of his movies used i actually did a whole uh, blog post where i broke down each one of the double dolly shots and like gave them grades these were some of my favorites but it's just it's a technique that no one else can do now because he owns yeah frank already making eyes with the server he's gonna get her number shortly uh love this line i have said that in so many toasts in my life because of this movie who's
1: got it Who's There's, got what? Has anyone gotten it? There's like the, were you quoting 25th Hour? No, of course <laughs> not. Jeez, people, no. People are like, oh, that's cool.
0: I always attribute it, though. I say, yeah, nah, yeah. I didn't make that up. Something clever, if I like, rehash it in life, I'd always attribute it. Because that's the proper thing to do. It's, it's, nice. the, it's, the, it's the right thing to do. You've done the it right thing. It makes me a man. It does. It, it says a ne- lot about you. Nobility and honor. Mm, Here we go. All of those things. <laughs> Look at that. McCallan 18 boom i got the fucking brand yep. right uh i'll come oh with you oh my god back in a flash yeah they're just
3: like look yep, at the course look-, <laughs> look at him he's like
0: he's just in hell he's his little trunk, you know yep
3: <laughs> but he's also like maybe a little
1: happy about it, maybe. Like there's there, there's so much going on. That's the thing. Like they like he like everything that's going on inside him is just like pouring out of him. But I love this scene so much. Like I I think this is th- this scene to me is what sums up their friendship the most. Because of Doyle? Because of oh, Doyle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep.
0: Because his response is very appropriate like hey man i got a small apartment big dog like i i i don't i don't know and just the way what monty says like you really can't say no to that but what's cool about it too is that we also learn a little about each character like what is it natural's moving with her mother she's allergic he hates frank Mm -hmm. and he loves you and and what we know of this dog we know him to be like an angry little pisser he listens to monty but I remember waiting and hoping when I watched this movie for the first time, I was like, I hope I get to see Doyle and Jake together. If Doyle really does yeah. like him. I guess we got he, this. He did get to see him in the classroom, but, you know, he's on his leash and everything. But he's like, who's that? It's your friend. It's your friend. I just love that. I love that Doyle, the really tough dog, loves the kind,
1: sensitive, yep. quiet, potentially pedophile Jacob Linsky. <laughs> well, and that's another difference between Monty and Francis is like. That was like joke, Monty. Though. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Monty. Well, you didn't take it. You no,
0: didn't laugh. I so I don't I, want I, people I, to think I'm serious. No, I know. Okay, what? So, like Mon- you can't think of a toast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, well, Monty like sees the value in what Jacob is as a friend. Mm-hmm. And Francis mm-hmm. does not. He literally l- lower, he grades him basically on that as who he is as a person, but Monty sees him for how good of a person he is.
0: Yeah, like these two, despite extremely different lifestyles, I don't imagine Jacob agrees with the drug dealing at all. But before Monty's prison troubles, I imagine these two like going out for meals, maybe even like coming over to the apartment, watching movies, hanging out with Doyle, going on walks like these two hang out. Francis and I I guess Francis and Monty hang out probably a little more hard partying ways. But again, I don't think jacob and francis are you know hanging out but all those dynamics are really they're just so well like
2: so be- embedded in it. yeah it's like it feels like they all like rehearse this on stage for like a year first it or feels something like it, it really does yeah
1: yeah and it's I the first that. time we see this particular camera angle yeah. is when he agrees to it
0: plays drunk really well, too. Like, that level of drunk when you can tell you're you're on your way there. Just the downtrodden. Look at that. He's got the number. What time you want to meet up
1: later. It's the only thing on his mind. He's awesome. He's a shithead. He's
0: not awesome. (laughs) (laughs) He's a
3: fucking dude. Look at him. Party's chumper,
0: boy. (laughs) All right. So, we're going to have a big question for me coming up. Big question. Mm. I... Costia is about to come by and offer, you know, you have got to see this. You know, he's going to offer up a woman. And I have always wondered, like, has Monty cheated on natural, like with someone, you know, Costia's brought around, just cheated with like either a hooker or just with anyone because he seems to be he's like the last girl you introduced me to, you know, had no teeth. So what I don't know. I wonder. I've just always we know that Monty is not a man. Who has perfect morals? But I wonder if that's another bridge he's ever crossed. We don't really get any suggestion of it other than this scene, but it's just something I've wondered. No,
1: absolutely, and I think that's a great thing. With I mean, all these characters are so nuanced that those questions. I love how much Frank and Costa get along. (laughs) He just tapped him up, gave a high five. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because Monty says later he goes, "Naturale is the only girl I've ever slept with and then fantasized about." about So it definitely clues you into his his sexual life that I think he absolutely has. Yeah, I I think he, maybe not all the time, but I think that he's definitely dabbed here and there. I
0: definitely didn't think all the time, but he just, he seems, just this conversation, he seems to have such a, I don't know, an ease with it. He's he's also like almost laying down. Yeah. It's like, it's so, well, this is the most like him.
1: He's been like during this whole entire, (laughs) I love this. (laughs) And they let they let Jacob try to actually
0: (laughs) sort out a teacher. And I love that Frank just validates him. He's like, I got you,
2: man. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't want to offend him. You know, I think what he means. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's actually a great job, though. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect way of explaining it. But you know what? Of course, she is not right
1: or not wrong either. Like, funny you should say that. Like,
0: yeah, it funny, does like, you should technically make sense. Technically yeah, makes like, sense. The gra- like yes, it does make, yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: God.
3: <laughs>
0: oh my God. <laughs> we should start saying he that The offers are up on. to Frank. Frank?
1: Huh? Oh my God. From right now on the pod, basically when we make it start we'll be like, funny you should say that.
0: <laughs> funny you should say
3: that.
1: <laughs> and then no one says anything. Oh, it's funny you should
2: say that. Yeah. Okay. Is that, that's, oh, that's it. Don't say this. (laughs) 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 Oh, no,
0: you can't leave Phil. He's going away. Look at that. What time you want to hook up? Jesus. Only thing, only one thing on the brain there. Not your buddy's going to prison. He's about to give him four minutes of undevoted attention. Yeah. Try to cry a little bit, but.
1: No, so I this, think he means it, man. I really do.
0: I think Frank means it in the moment when he's talking to him. But this is the only time we really see him get this way. Because when he's talking to Naturell, he's like, you know, again in the bar, like, you know, fuck him. He's still just kind of adopting that attitude. But so do you think well, that Do you think that it's a mask? Do you think that he's? Well, I was going to ask you, he's promising him right there that I'll be there in seven years. Do yeah, you think he is? I do. I, you think I think he's waiting for him outside. Jacob is there j- with Doyle. Jake, I, Naturell. I don't know. <laughs> Jacob's there. He's, You know, he's holding Tom Doyle, picking him up.
1: I think, I think he means it. I I think, I think this is a guy that means what he says all the time. He just says a lot. But I don't know because he says,
0: well, hey, we'll never know. That's what makes him so interesting because he's a human being who, you know, has flaws and contradicts himself yeah. as we all do from time to time. Love the way this is lit
1: fantastic because it it, because he's not he's not a sociopath like he's not like someone that he has empathy he cares about people he does i just he's someone who seems to me that his priorities are a little out of whack at least on this day you know yes but i think that's why this scene is the scene that to me personally i feel like this is what cracks him yeah i think all all the things that he says like when he's like listen when you get out at 38 you're still a young man we're gonna open a bar now, whether or not he actually means that, I think there might be a part of this, like, we, we should do that. Like, I yeah. think he means that yeah. the intentions. Yeah,
0: like, there's still options. We can still make it. Yeah, This is another... Okay, this is where I'm going to bring up what, uh, you know, there's one really big thing here that Monty doesn't do that I was always surprised that he didn't do. It's not... I'm not calling this movie out as... I'm not calling this out as a fault. It's not. It's just, if I was going to go to prison for seven years. Like, let's say it's the same scenario, You're straight up projecting. Crime. What? You're
1: straight up projecting. I'm not
0: projecting. I'm just, I'm <laughs> making a fantasy. It is an anecdotal <laughs> fantasy. No, so if I was in his shoes yeah. going to prison and I have clout from the likes of Nikolai because I've been working for him steadily for X amount of years, I did not rat him out. Mm-hmm. He knows that. I would be asking him, begging him, do you have any connects in prison? You have to. You have to know someone, some Russian mobsters who are locked up there. Can they give me offer me some protection? And that, like, protection in prison is a very, very oh, big yeah. thing. It's yeah. like kind of what it's all about. So that I, that's something that I would do. Not like me now. If I'm going, to, I don't know anybody. I don't know any damn drug dealers. So if I'm going to prison now, I'm screwed. But if I'm Monty Brogan and I know the game a little bit and I know the ins and outs, that's one thing. I would have tried to angle for it. That's all. I would have been to Nikolai like, I-, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Now, how about, you know, I, is, is Igor meeting me at, like in prison cell B to give me some protection or like what's going yeah. on?
1: <laughs> I, I see your point. And the only, re- the only devil's advocate that I'm going to play to it is I think in reality that it's the card to play. Mm-hmm. But the the stakes of monty going to jail if all of a sudden we hear that there might be like if he asked that question to nikolai and he's like i know someone that's why i'm not calling
0: this a fault of the movie because i don't even want to see that in the movie yeah. i was just surprised it was never mentioned but i don't want to see that because i don't really want to be left with like hope at the end yeah of this exactly because he's not left with hope he, he, so I, I want to be left with like This this anonymity, like just as he is when we fade out, like what the fuck is going to happen? No one knows. Because
1: so yeah, of what he asks of Barry Pepper, of all of a sudden he knows he's going to have some type of protection. Right, he's not going to need to do that. Like he like you really need to feel like this guy's going in completely alone and he's got no one to help him. Right, exactly. And And his stakes,
0: yeah. And his tactic is not a bad one. It's a very you know aggressive one, but I get it. Yeah. So here he's like
2: breaking, you know, voice breaking. No, I, yeah, I believe him. I believe him too. I believe him. I don't, yeah. At any rate, I like that we're able to have this
0: conversation about him. That's just because oh, yeah. of how well written yep. the character is and how well acted he is played.
1: Well, I mean, think about it. All the conversations we're having are based purely on the characters. Yeah, exactly. Like we're like that. That's how good it is. It's like we're, we're throwing ourselves into their world. And that's because the world's been done so well for us by Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yes, Why did and you say Spike like I knew him? Like <laughs> Spike. My smell, spike. My guy.
0: <laughs> Very interesting the way this movie was received. Made about, I think, close to 30 million on a 5 million budget. Not bad, certainly not great. I don't think a lot of people quite knew what to do with it, as is evidenced by, I guess this is as good a time as any to get into this, that this film received zero Oscar nominations, <sighs> which to me is has never made sense on a number of levels on a number of levels oh that's so good look, isn't at, it? look at that lighting the lighting's great the double dolly she's rolling she's on molly you really feel that i love that you can see that little sweat from her yeah but the yeah i mean there's that's a short conversation because it did not receive any awards attention but that was always baffling to me but and i looked before we started recording it says a 79 percent on rotten tomatoes
1: why be- because 79? all the really good movies 79? have low ratings. Didn't you see what Malcolm and Marie's rating is?
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> but Malcolm and Marie is not as
1: good of a movie as 25th Hour. That's like been
0: your go to for like a year, <laughs> Malcolm and Marie. But that, I, I don't know. It didn't seem like a lot of people knew what to do with it. it. At the time, this is a movie in the 20 years since that more people talk about, yeah. more people have seen. And like I said, if you know, you kind of know because I've been moderately obsessed with this movie. It's certain, certainly one of the movies I've written
1: about the most on my blog, but I've been a great admirer of it for 20 well, years. And you I know? think that's the reason why we are, you know, starting with these commentaries now. Like, there's a specific reason why we chose this one. Mm-hmm. Is because, like, you know, we, 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 we may have very interesting choices when it comes to our commentaries, but they're all going to be for very specific reasons. And this is one that we felt like a regular deep dive which wasn't going to cut it. Yeah,
0: it really wasn't going to do it justice. Because what, I mean, I think it's a funny story. We like put on the movie just to watch it together. This was a couple weeks ago. And I was kind of talking through it and we were just having a conversation. We kind of looked at each other at one point. And we're like, we could be recording this. Yeah, like, exactly. We, uh, That's what I would. I think this is, because we were preparing for the deep dive episode. Yep, yep. And it's like, let's turn it into a commentary. And, you know, this of course isn't as popular or widely seen as the departed and it unfortunately it does not appear on streaming services as often as the departed but i don't know if you found it and you're watching along with us we really appreciate it because
1: i just want more people to talk about this movie
0: more people to watch it it's
2: yep
1: And, and this gives us an opportunity to really kind of dive into some of these filmmaking aspects that we're pointing out that like just are kind of unknown or yeah. like just kind of glazed over where like this is a really masterful movie and we may have fun with certain movies like the departed yeah and we'll, we'll we'll keep doing stuff like that but there will be certain movies that we pick specifically that just kind of really shine a light start to finish and this is one that we really want to highlight yeah absolutely because
0: i love spike lee i love his movies a lot not all of them but I love some of them to death. I've seen them all many times. And I, I think I even mentioned this like on our first ever podcast episode that there is a difference with some directors between my personal favorite of theirs and what I think is their like objective best. Yeah. Because I think in the objective best category, you can call it even between Do the Right Thing and Malcolm X because those are two just really, really top tier Impeccably made masterpieces. Oh God, just leans right in. Oh Phil, yep. But then my favorite, my two favorite, have always been He Got Game and Twenty Fifth Hour, and they were made, you know, very closely. He made bamboozled in between them, but He Got Games '98. This is 2002, so that's why it was important for me to talk about this because I also am a big fan of giving context to films. You know, years later, and I always want to remind people like this is a really important post 9/11 movie, like really, really important, and no one really had the the gall to do it,
1: except Spike. And it's also like a crazy important movie for both Edward Norton and Philip Seymour Hoffman, but it's one that goes untalked about for both of their careers. Like It's very strange, honestly. Yeah, it's, it, very, cause, it's, it's basically, it's, it's a hidden gem. That's really what it is. And it really shouldn't be. It should no, be it shouldn't like, be.
0: I feel like people have, I definitely feel like people have seen it. It's just not something that's like rewatched a lot or yeah. talked about a lot. And I think there's a whole lot to... Dive into like that was all one shot right there. Like yep. upstairs, went down. It's all the same. Like that's you know, twenty-five days, folks. It's all I'm saying. Like this stuff ain't easy to do in twenty five days. Yep. We, so you we gotta, gotta do what up. you
1: gotta do. Oh, and I love this too. I love like uh, like he hides a little bit when people are coming down, like he doesn't want anyone to see him. Like, don't look at me. Yeah, you're not easy to spot. You're the only one.
2: Yeah, like, dress yeah, like you a, stick
1: out like a sore thumb. Fucking public servant. And I mean, like when you get in here, I mean, I-, I love the red. Like, it's just basically like, stop. No, like all of the things that scream about this color are is what this scene is. And it, and, and, and this is just my take on this. You know, she's putting up a whole entire front mm-hmm. about her sexuality it's exa- and all. Of this. I know where you're going. It's exactly what I was just going to say. Keep a- going. And when he kisses her. She turns into the age she really is. Yep, that's what it took. That yep, it took for her to realize that. Oh, I, I am not ready. I am not this person. I am a child, and and it's it's so good. Yeah, I mean, she's absolutely stunned. Like you think,
0: I don't know. Maybe she's trying to do this to like get that grade or something. Or maybe she can like use it over him. Nope, they're both just like mortified. Like, oh shit, that was yep. There's
1: a bridge and you just went too far.
0: Yep. and, and <laughs> There's and, a line and baby, you crossed it.
1: Like, look at the way she's standing. Like, there, there's like, it, it, it's, it's such like a little kid. Like, yeah. just like what just happened. And oh, and then, uh, I mean, here we one are. One of the best Spike Lee double dolly shots
0: ever. Looking right in. What the fuck did I just do? Yep. I've just
1: ruined my life. Am I going to go to prison Am for I seven years go? now? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and I don't think, like, I don't know, like, you have, we'll talk about it because you have a great idea for the aftermath of this movie. Oh, see, I did.
0: I always had like a, I just kept it to myself. I never wrote about it. Never like, because I don't, doing the speculative like sequel talk when you have no skin in the game. Yeah. It's just kind of silly, but I, I really did think this thing could be absolutely primed for sequel material. There'll be a better place to talk about it because I want to talk about this because his dynamic again of.
1: But I would guess. Anna Paquin, never speak her character never speaks about I probably that agree I
0: bet neither of them do I
1: mean yep. Phil tells Pe- Oh Barry yeah Pepper yeah, coming yeah. up but yeah. I bet
0: it's probably like uh, like even at school it's probably just awkward and yep.
1: he's like counting the days until the school year's done yep. until she- And so I don't she's think gone. she tells anyone like I don't, that, that's just my personal take See and I still think here Barry Pepper has a very strong
0: suspicion that you know she turned him in and I think he's bringing a lot of that oh, to yeah. her, you know, yep. who knew where the sh- who knew where it was hidden. Uh, oh yeah, man. absolutely. Their dynamic here when they just, they light up, they light on fire together. Like, oh,
2: and she smacks him so hard. Why might that be? Oof. Oh, uh, yeah. I love how we keep seeing different corners of this bar, different rooms. Yeah. Nope.
1: I think he was saying Spike Lee that he had three cameras going at the same time for this, and that's oh, but look at this! Oh, Yeah. it doesn't even look like the shop belongs in that movie, in this movie. But it's just so yeah, good. the way it's lit, it's such stark lighting. She yep, just, they just both walk right into it. You can see every glistening. Yeah, like, she's sweat been out that there she dancing It's Lighted the ass off of this scene.
0: Uh, so good.
1: <laughs> lit. Yeah. See there lit it is. The Seven- ass. Lighted is not correct. <laughs> selling, <laughs> selling
0: weed to the kids at Coventry, so there, it's like probably didn't get
2: kicked out for fighting, probably got kicked off for. I don't know, maybe he did. It might have been and, both. And here we get our very rare, you know, emission from Francis about he's feeling some guilt, feeling some shame. That's a great line. I mean, yeah, he's he's pissed. He's emotional. He's crying yeah. here. He's he's in it. Yeah. You kind of you did say a
0: good thing like I believe everything he says. I believe yeah. he believes everything he says. It yeah. might be different from hour to hour. That's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, like, it like, might change from hour to hour. But so maybe on the day seven years from now, he'll have to wake up and decide, and
1: decide for himself like what what he's going
0: to go be. visit.
2: I don't know. It really makes me think that they've done this before too. Not about this subject, but that they've had it
0: out. Oh before. yeah, Just, they have. You know, they both have fiery personalities. Because she's like, not not tonight. Oh, yep, yep. I'll pull the shit. And then, of course, one of the all-time great lines coming up. I'm Irish. I don't get drunk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look at him pressing her. He's. Hey, I mean, he's just like so aggressive. Like, inner, like drunk people do. You yep. know, they get like close to you. You're like, okay, dude, like I can hear you.
1: Yep, and she tells him to back off numerous times. Yes, yeah, back off. But not enough, are. though, like, that's the thing, but, like, with those backups, it's, like, it's not enough to where, you know, she's concerned. She's not afraid of No, you know, she's, she's, she's just, afraid. like, get out of my face, dude. But it, it's just yeah. sort of, like, no, bro, like, you, dude, like, come on, like, don't. I mean, he, like,
0: really
2: insults her. Oh, my like, God. He says, like, the brutal. worst thing. Yeah, it's so. I love this. You're drunk. Three, I yeah, oh. can
0: tell this is all the same coverage, and they're cutting between it Yeah,
2: doing different takes here.
0: Rodrigo pietro does shoot with a lot of cameras i think they were had like three going on the irishman at all times and each camera had three lenses because it was
1: 3d or whatever fucking nuts man oh man i thought you were about to just say that for this scene and i was gonna be like yeah i just fucking told you that no jesus i'm <laughs> I was saying so excited does, no he doesn't like, i
0: just said I'm it, it. It's his, <laughs> yeah it's his thing clearly he likes some director steve mcqueen famously only likes to use one camera boom Ridley Scott likes to have, like, six going at all times. You know, you're picking up here, shooting here. It's just different styles. One day I'm going to catch you. One day I'm oh, going to say you? something. You're
1: not going to be listening. Oh,
0: why gonna I listen. Be, and I'm going to be there for it. One of us has to. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God, he's such a jerk uh, to her. What the hell is it going to be like the next time they talk? This is the last time they talk, the time they talk in
1: the movie. Yeah. Know? I mean, she leaves after this. Boom. Oof! That is a he good that too, and she got him, like right, like in the chin. And They <laughs> <hand it out. laughs> trips right around the camera.
0: I can do the the sequel thing now if I want. Oh, hit him! Fuck that! It's really quick. It's not like a long thing. I just thought
1: it's long. No, it's not. I thought <laughs> doing it
0: the Richard Linklater way could be really cool. Like, oh yeah, let's make a movie in two thousand nine. That it's when you get out of prison. Yeah, it's when he gets. Oh. I was, I know I had the, I thought I had the math wrong. Yeah. So seven years later, oh God, I'm so bad at math. Seven years later, when he gets out, like he's, he didn't die in prison. Like he's made it through. And now we see his first day out of prison. That's all. That's like all it is. They call it the 26th hour. But how is Montgomery Brogan interacting with all the people we're seeing now? You got to bring everyone back. You would have had to, I mean, we can't do this now, obviously, for various reasons. But, you know, where is natural Like, is like so and then i started telling you character stuff like i said the dad is potentially dead like Mm -hmm. brian cox may have died even from like illness and maybe monty wants like some sort of revenge i don't know that writers can figure that shit out just the setup though i don't know i thought it'd be cool like the day he gets out of prison and yeah i don't know what does that look like and how does he look like but the the thing is we'd have to bring everyone back that you know bring in and do it the same way do it for like next to no money quick and dirty
1: I just thought it'd be cool as shit. No, I think it's a really cool idea for like for what this movie was to do it that way. I think is really really cool.
2: I would have liked it. That's all I'm saying. I would have
1: liked it too. Here he is Big
2: Nikolai.
0: This guy, you believe like right away how hard he is. I mean, even the survive the voice. Yeah, this is great casting because I don't I don't really know who this guy is. I don't know if I've ever seen him before. I just know him so well from this performance. I've seen this movie like. I oh, don't know, a lot. <laughs> It'd be embarrassing. I own this movie in three different formats. It's a special kind <laughs> a of love. It's, yeah. they released a special edition Blu ray with Spike Lee and Ed Norton commentary. So I had to buy that because I just had to. No choice. Okay, there we go. So I got the I DVD a and the Blu
2: ray. This guy behind him. Kill this cockroach. I love that yeah it certainly is
1: the lighting is 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 so like it's almost like like the flashlight underneath yeah you know it's just always such a menacing look Mm -hmm. lit
0: underneath is a very good way to make someone look imposing and i like this that they're pressing him a little bit like you know did you rat me out did you and they know he did yeah like they they know know they're just it's just like a final test we're just testing you Mm -hmm. and he knows that he's smart you
2: don't have to do this but then man when it flips to old Cassia. Ugh. Yeah. Sees through it right away. Oh my god. Think they kill in here. I can't mm-hmm. believe he wanted him to shoot
0: him right here. I guess it's a loud club so people wouldn't notice, but I don't know. I don't think they kill him here. I don't think no. I I, I don't oh, maybe.
1: I, I I mean I don't know. I mean that's a uh, that's uh oh.
0: But it's nice that he finally gets his, you know, Monty gets his resolution and gets to go home and kind of make up with Naturelle. But, yep. Oh, I love that. It just cuts him right off. Another thing this man should do before he goes to prison make me ugly is a good thing, but you need to, like, a man should have been getting some jujitsu training, some, like, Muay Thai, you know, in some- one day. He has not known that he's going to prison for one day. He's probably known for a long time, like several weeks uh, or months. Yeah, he needs point. to get in there training, not boxing. You need something. You need some ground game. It's where you can get guys on the ground, choke them out, get up, do it again. That's all I'm saying, man. Idea. I that idea. I'd cut that. I'd go to a Supercuts, oh, New York City Supercuts, and go. I'd hold up a $20 bill and say, give me the haircut you do the most. Because look how. His hair is so, like, groomed and tailored. He's got that perfect goatee. He needs to shave that off. All that needs to come off, man, you need to get this pretty boy stuff out. Shave your eyebrows. Get rid of all of it, man. I was <laughs> no, going to say, like, turn,
1: make him course. bald. But the thing is, is, like, he actually looks pretty good bald. Well, bald, you don't want to do
0: going into prison. White guy, you'll get, you'll get uh, labeled as his American History X character, <laughs> yes, potentially. So you want to, you know, I just, he does definitely have, he's carrying in a little bit of a pretty boy thing, and there's a few people in the movie who are, not afraid to point out, like, even Nikola. Well, that's what he looking guy. Yeah, 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 it's, it's not, not gonna easy, be easy for you. Yeah. Which probably kind of, you know, puts in his head the make me ugly thing, which helps. We're going to have a really cool jacked up shutter speed here to m- make it look, you know, nice and choppy when they hit Costio, which is really nice. Because this has been very still, very direct,
2: you know, composition yeah. so far in this room. Boom, boom, underneath, straight on. I love this speech he gives. Yeah, here it is. I love it. He's got it on his knuckles, yep. or his hand, rather. I'm That's what do I am say. So Monty and I did. <laughs> what if he just brought out the tattoo machine? He's like, "I do this for you now." <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah. he's like, "Do I have to get in Russian?" Or do boom. I have to get in Russian? Jacked up shutter. Oh boy. And oh. he, what's interesting is he seems genuinely
0: surprised. Monty, I mean, oh, he's like, yeah. "Oh my god, it really was him." Which leads me to believe that he's been. When I said like this is the most important thing on his mind is who did this to him. Now that it's all coming out, it's like, "Oh my god!" Now he can kind of figure out in his last few hours yep. what he wants to do. Make yeah ugly, you exactly know. yeah. Yep.
2: Now that this has been cleared up. and i and i love and i love the the surrender that that he has where he's just like i had no choice
0: yeah it's a it's a pretty interesting explanation that we don't get more from him yeah but they were
2: leaning on him for something who knows what but yep I mean, don't do this they're gonna someone else is gonna do it bud
0: i love the way he just puts the gun down with respect and he's like now i'm gone seven
2: Monty's a lot of things, but I don't think he's a killer. No. Even for someone who screwed him over. Right here, this. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Like, like there's so much man, in that. Like, man. the shame. The, yeah.
2: Like, it's. It's a pro NFL player. No yeah, exactly. No acting It's like, great. He's great. The goose. Boom. Boom. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. How they that would have been another interesting thing. Seven years later, you know how they're engaging. Yeah. Like if you know.
1: I... I love when he comes out and he's like, "Oh, enjoy your party." Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's just a it's just a regular day for them. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be the shit day. out of this guy. Maybe even kill him.
0: I haven't talked about the book. There are a few cool things from the book. I, I mentioned. I guess all the things in my memory relate to Frank, but Frank makes it a point of when him, he and Naturell are having like a, a pleasant moment, I believe in the club. And he's like, okay, you're, you're officially, you have to be like my excuse for I'm calling out of work tomorrow. Yeah. Like I, I'm calling it. Like you, you know, I'm just doing it because he's too drunk and it's too late. And that always made me wonder, like, I do wonder what day of the week this is on. I, I assume oh, it's like a weekday, but I wonder, be. yeah, because I imagine. well, no, cause they open. say Sunday. Well, yeah, yeah ex- come to my birthday on Sunday, which probably well, means it's, it's could not mean, Saturday. It could, it could mean anybody, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be a few days from now. So I just think it's, I think that's a cool thing to think. Like, is Frank, does he have work on the brain? Is, yeah. you know, is Phil going to teach tomorrow? I think they're all taking the day off.
1: Especially after what happens, I would. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I would think so. Oh, and he's so, I love that, Doyle. Phil.
1: I always forget to like, when they're leaving the place, like right there. I forgot what time he says, but bars in New York close at 4 a.m. Five, yeah. Yeah. yeah I always forget that, like, that
0: they're. It's just like a normal time for them. Yeah. yeah. But it's a that, time. I love that line when he's like, it's late. No, it's early. Cause yeah. that's always an interesting thing. Like, when does the night change from late to early? I, if you're still awake, you know, I've always said four, three or 3,
3: three 30, you, think,
0: four. you think four is late or early? I think I, it, it turns too early at like four, I think. I think. If you're like still up and rocking and rolling, I mean, I. If, I don't know, but if you're,
1: yeah, four is like, I, that's not even like, I don't know, man. You know what I can say about 4 a.m.? Because oh, I worked Christ. at a hotel and I did room service and okay. I worked the overnight shifts. Yeah. 4 a.m. was without question, no matter what day of the week, whether it was like a weekend or a weekday, 4 a.m. was the weirdest hour. Well, that's what I mean. We've talked about yep. this. Yeah.
0: We've talked about how 4 a.m., especially in LA, is a really weird time. It's, it's a very... uh you know, specific group of people who are awake in yeah. New York, it's a little more lively. So
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. The Like even when you go outside, like I would just step outside sometimes at 4am and just like kind of take in the energy of just like the outside world. Yeah. And go, this is a weird time. Yeah. If you want to see LA at
0: 4am, go watch There I Go, the film that we make as <laughs> we cruised yeah, around that's LA true. And walking around that's from true. like 1am to 4am. scared out of my mind we're gonna get i don't know accosted we thought we thought we thought
1: our camera stuff was gonna get
0: our camera stuff my camera (laughs) stuff
1: (laughs) i did indeed it's like my lifeblood. so i
0: tried to we were trying to hire a friend as security oh yeah we did try to do that i actually uh, think they make love in the book there they should well i don't i don't think it Matches for the movie necessarily that would slow the movie down. No, but a lot. I mean, in a book come on. you can he, do like I two mean, sentences. He, he
1: needs to. He needs well, I would he think needs, so. Yeah. I think
0: that's what she's been getting at all day. Oh, all day. That's what yeah, the honey so was they definitely for. called out work because it's like the sun's up. So this is like I don't know
1: 6.00. So he's not all right. Or or this could be a Saturday, and this what we just had it was a Friday. I don't think night. It's a Saturday. Jesus, all I'm all just right. saying. I don't. That's no, all what I'm you. saying, man. All right? You read the book because
0: I think. <laughs> if you're referencing your birthday on sunday if it's saturday i think you'll be like my birthday's tomorrow come i don't think you're gonna be like for instance we're recording this on a friday we're doing stuff tomorrow which is saturday i'm gonna be like that's what we're doing tomorrow not what are we doing on saturday nick yeah that's what i mean like what if it's friday could be friday yeah i suppose That's that's what i'm trying to say this is a stupid thing to talk about. <laughs> 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 they had to pay for that for that boat. Yes, they did. did you, yeah, that was. I mean, I it's probably a little bit of budget money right there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because how you many what, takes you think you, you know got? We're for so that? into this damn movie. You know, what we haven't done yet, which mm-hmm. we did on the Departed. Like, where does Montgomery Brogan stand for Edward Norton characters for you? Oh, man. I don't need like a top five or anything, but
1: it's I, there. I, I can start if you want, but it's yeah. I think I. I it's definitely in the top three. I think it's got to go... I, uh, I, think it's, I think it's probably number two. It's one for me. It's What's number one, one for you. American History X. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I cannot argue that
0: choice at all. I think there's a little more... I get what that movie is. I, yeah, I get it. He deserved the Oscar nomination. I thought there was a little more... Ca- just character work done here and i i got that guy it was you know i got him but Very different i mean, completely I mean I'm, different. I'm sitting here like negating and talking shit that's my number two so like what <laughs> yeah. am i doing jesus i'm such an asshole
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i'm like no, yeah. right. flaws. i can see it's you a might say flawless that, yeah.
0: performance and i'm sitting here in primal <laughs> fear three for me i think
1: yeah i think three uh rounders i mean yeah again i can't argue yeah.
0: worm all right here we go all right yeah. really close up handheld shot
1: very smart. Ties Doyle up. Takes the jacket off. And both sides right here. We got one on one side, one on the other. And what's r- what I have always appreciated most about this scene is the only way
0: he's able to set Frank over the edge is by hurting Jacob.
2: Yep, oh, I is. love that. Because Jacob sees
0: through it right away. He doesn't mean it. And this is the most serious yeah. Philip gets in it. This is when we see like that Phil kind of that very direct, almost rage come out when he's mm-hmm. like, he doesn't mean it. Yep. You know, he really like Im- hits his uh, consonants hard. Mm-hmm. This is how I would react if you asked this to me. I'd be like, what are you fucking talking
1: about? You want to give me a black eye? I mean, this is the, th- I think this is the crux of the movie. It's like, like if, if you're put in this position as a friend, what do you do? I mean, I, that, that's really the question of the whole entire movie. is like, what do you do throughout all of this? Yeah. Who, what- no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. But this is really the ultimate, like when someone asks you on this level to do something like this. I love all the different taxis, tactics he tries, like you told me
0: to, you know, smack some sense to me and then he's going to switch to natural. Yeah.
1: And then he finally has to land on Jacob and give him his smack. Yeah. He's got to do what he has
0: to
3: there do. There he
1: goes. Uh, I think he meant that. Like don't don't get into this because yeah. if you do, I'm gonna have to yeah. do whatever I'm gonna have to I do. I love that he goes, I'm gonna go get some breakfast. Oh, almost crying again.
2: Oh. and look at the, like Phil's stature. Like it's like, like please don't let this happen. Yeah. Oh my god. But that also is a little testament to like how Frank does feel about Jacob. I've yep. been questioning
0: that a lot, but he does not appreciate his friend getting slapped.
1: Yep. And he would and never ask Jacob to do this. No, he couldn't. It,
0: it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. It would, yep. He would just, he would rationalize, yep. you know, he would talk his way down. Boom. It that's is. what it took.
1: Two shots. Two shots.
0: Yeah. Gut punch. Boom. Goose egg on the wall. And even still, he, he doesn't
1: want to, but now he's just, he's yeah, in that space. He has though. to, he has to degrade him with
0: foul language. And there is one punch. I don't know the exact one, but he accidentally did connect and br- he broke Edward Norton's nose. It's one from it, an angle like that. It's yeah. It, it's one I from the master. I think it's, that I think honestly, I think it was like one like yeah. that. Edward Norton calls it out on the commentary, and then they uh they stopped. Barry Pepper felt horrific; oh, he felt God. terrible, yeah. awful. Norton was a champ about it. They went to the ER, went to the hospital, got it corrected, then came back to came back to shoot, do something. I don't know what he with all that makeup on his face, no one would be able to tell that he had a broken nose. So it's you know with all those makeup bruises, yeah. like no one would not notice. So. It works, but that shows the dedication. Like, couldn't even take an afternoon off. This is Uh-oh. great. Always kind of out of focus.
1: The silence. Yeah,
2: the silence. Just the birds. Just the birds. It's perfect. And like the tenderness right now of Jacob. It's what he wanted. Broken nose don't hurt that much anyway. Just looks back. Oh man! A lot.
1: Great shot. Barry, I'm gonna Shaky call that camera. shot back. Remember that shot, my friend.
0: Remember that great shot of that hand. It is a great shot. I just want you to remember it. Oh, they have to help him up. And I love the way he gives that little bit of support.
1: Yep. And I love that this it's is like, how, like, basically, like, this is when he walks away from him. This is it. This is it. Bye bye. Doyle would have fucking ripped oh, him. Oh, Doyle got him. Out. Yeah. would have killed him. Yeah, gone for the throat.
0: And I love that we can't hear him crying. And then the first thing yeah. we hear back in reality in the
2: scene is Doyle, which yep. is smart. Like, there's a hug. Yeah. Yeah, it's and like, there's it's a hug to him. Yeah two it's you know, very three, real
0: i was gonna say three guys who have known each other their whole lives it's very real there's uh, comforting you could him. really yeah he's comforting and rubbing his back it, but it's not gonna make barry pepper feel better in the no. moment because their friend is still leaving they're, not, yeah. they're i'll see you in seven years buddy maybe yeah is, maybe depending but on this is you know it wouldn't necessarily need to be like some long winded like hugging crying thing where it's all emotional could
1: get it could turn this way and i love how far away we were from Mm -hmm. that like that like like watching all of that like the hug to phil and then to the the comfort to to barry like was all from far shot because that's that's the distance that we're gonna have that they're gonna have
0: he really does look convincingly fucked up and he's he's walking it off like you do after you get the shit kicked out of you It's not one of those double
2: double cuts yeah it's a great one. It might even be the last one. I mean, it's, a, it's as good a tactic as any
0: when you're in a desperate situation to go in there with some bruises. I might think I would be, might be a little afraid of being perceived as looking weak and that I would be an easy target because
1: I'm beat up. But I think the reality is that he'd walk in there and people are like, wrong with that guy? Like, I'm not talking to that dude. I mean, I, I think it really just kind of comes down to just not wanting to be assaulted. Yeah. Like, uh, like it's like, at least for a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It just buys him time. I think that's really what it does. One
0: thing I did blow over that Barry Pepper mentioned um, in the club is that he said, you're smart. You're going to have that place wired in a week. That is, we shouldn't, that shouldn't be underselled because like, intelligence and he is a very smart man but intelligence like in prison would that would help him a lot he'd be able to like manage things figure things out know how to talk because Under, who-
1: undersell or undersold what you said underselled what the fuck do you care how my grammar is
0: <laughs> jesus you
1: busting my balls about the way i talk now
0: <laughs> <laughs> nicholas you're a rich jewish kid from the upper east side is ashamed of his wealth I love how he looks like not completely surprised. Just who did this to you? Definitely not the first time I think Monty Brogan has gotten, you know, licked up a little bit. No, I mean, clearly. I mean, he's, he's a. Wait, what did you correct me on? I said I didn't want to undersell that. We shouldn't. You said, you said underselled. I said underselled? Yeah. Okay, that's wrong. Undersell, if used correctly, is right. right, And and undersold is right. Okay, I didn't realize I did that. If I play this back and I didn't, I'm going to beat your ass like (laughs) Barry Pepper. (laughs) Puts the watch there. Very smart. That's not something that's going to make it. Don't know what's in the bag. Maybe just a change of clothes. Are you allowed to bring a suitcase to the Hooskow? Yeah, they they give you back when it's done. I don't know about it. They usually give you back like lighter cigarettes. Toothpick in the case of rounders. That's true. Norton, we can't... uh, I also wrote once about all the prison time Norton's characters have done. You know, you got Primal oh, Fear, yeah. Prison. He's a lawyer and People versus Larry Flint. Rounders, he's getting out. Yeah, that's true. He's a um, lot of jail time. So like 20th Hour, he's going in. Stone, he's in prison the whole time. There's others. I am forgetting American History X, he American goes in. American History X. I'm telling you, man, there's a lot. Man. A, he is a... He's familiar with the... Cinematic penal system. Oh, that's a great uh, look. Oh a great my look. god! Like
1: the, he 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 does have like one of the best looks of just complete like desperation. Yeah. Like, desperation. Yeah, hopeless like, desperation. Hopeless desperation. Like I'm
0: just so fucked. Well, he's got that huge like Adam's apple. So when <laughs> no, I don't. Oh come on, I don't mean it as an insult. I'm saying like when he like shakes it, it, it that happens when I'm, this is not intended to be funny, man. I'm trying to no, say that when was a great. He, when he shakes it, well, Adam's. it moves. It's fucking giant. I'm not hating on him. <laughs>
1: It's a good-looking cat. I'm not saying anything bad. Come on. No, I hey, I have a giant Adam sample. I'm speaking from the Adam sample perspective I don't think of things. You do. Come on, look at this thing. Oh. I'm not gonna look at it. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> Anyways, oh, there's another double cut.
0: Ah, uh, kind of because we cut out though. Oh, it was Jesus! Close. This is this is actually brutal because the way she can't even say anything it just mm, mm.
1: and he's like, I want you to forget about me. Ugh. This is my only nitpicky thing of the whole movie. I have. One nitpick that's coming up, but this is like, why not just wait till you get outside? Why make a mess?
0: Uh, we to- we talked about this. It's like Philip Seymour Hoffman for the devil knows you're dead. Marbles on the table. That's I think he's doing it to make a mess. Like I don't give a fuck. I didn't want this. I want to see this fall down. I want to see it collapse.
1: Yeah, but that makes more sense because who is he pissing off right there? Like I mean, Mason Natural is just gonna come out and be like, oh. He just dumped on my some ice. Some poor landlord
0: is gonna have to clean up. all Yeah, that exactly. Ice. He could have waited till he was. Outside. He could,
1: so like a kid, could
0: slip and fall on that. Yeah, Maybe lie, Monty. Like then he has to stay in for another bit because he killed a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> slipped on it. Water damage. That kid is back on the escalator.
3: But it's a, fa- <laughs> it's a
0: fair, uh, it's a fair thing to kind of poke out with the movie The Ice. I think it's fair. Mine is, um, unfortunately, I don't, you know, I want to get on my high horse, but it's a bit. I don't want to go so far as to say egregious, but it was very noticeable to me. It's just noticeable every time I watch it. And it's something that it's a it's a slight continuity thing that, you know, it's actually right here. That I'm surprised they didn't get a, a little extra attention to. Look at my hand. you see my middle finger? See yeah. that like bruise on my middle finger? What Nick's looking at is my right hand. And I have some minor scuffs and scrapes and bruises because I hit a punching bag every morning for about 30 minutes. I wear gloves, I wrap my hands and that still happens. If you punch with your bare fist, a bare face, your knuckles and hand get destroyed. They get fucked. We can see his right hand right there. It is fine. It is in pristine condition. You called it out earlier. You were like look at that shot, look at the hand with blood all over it. His hand would be mangled. It would be there would at least be some bruises, cuts, scrapes and think about the departed when he breaks his hand, punching the guy in the face. It's that's, that's my only thing. And it's not a big thing. You barely see his hand there. You see it for like a millisecond, but I remember noticing that. And that's just a continuity thing with you shooting in 25 days. They would have had to pick up that shot and it, you know, maybe they didn't think about it or they did it earlier. I don't know. That's just it. I get it. I get it. It's a good one. Yeah. that that was the only thing that I've ever, I was just like, ah, I don't, I don't know. These are all the people we saw from his fuck you montage who are now Judging him as he leaves. I, just,
1: I love these series of faces. Oh my god, they're like, great. They're, all they're Spike Lee faces. Yeah. No one knows how
0: to cast New York like Spike Lee. I mean, I mean, people do. They're great New York filmmakers. But there's something about his just aesthetic, like hiring non professionals who work, you know, perfectly. It's like it's just uh, people, yeah. And just I mean, non professionals for speaking roles. Oh yeah, and yeah, they yeah, work yeah. perfectly. But yep. yeah, here,
1: oh, this kid's so brilliant. God, I love this kid. And apparently, well, this part was in the script with the kid with the name, but apparently it was Edward Norton's idea to do the callback to the, to the people in that scene we just saw with all the faces. That's interesting. I didn't realize that, but it, I mean, it's definitely
0: a good way to, again, like that, that was something I even missed the first few times I saw it, I think. I didn't realize who those people oh, those, were. that those was. A callback to that. Yeah, that yeah. he was, you know, that they're all like nice in this sunny disposition. I love this car too. Look at this damn thing! It's so like dad. It's like a dad like
1: eighties Jeep. All right, so here we are. We're here we are. We're at. We're at. We're right about to reach the the and in
0: also released the same year. I j- this just popped into my head. Brian Cox in adaptation has a very oh.
1: famous quote where he says, "No voiceover."
0: Oh, that! But then he says, "Oh yeah, he does say, yeah, no, he said no, no voiceover." <laughs> God help <laughs> you. <laughs> but then he says, "Wow him at the end." Yeah, And you've got him. And yep. I've watched a lot of movies with the that were like okay like eh, that have killer fucking endings and that doesn't necessarily make the movie great but it can it can make you want to go back to it because the ending was so strong this movie the whole damn movie's good and the ending's so strong it is is, like strong what like a thing and this is in the book like it's all in the book but what a thing to like commit to because this whole movie's you know here locked down in new york and then they get outside and they go and they really really commit to this sequence it's shot differently like it's a little overexposed
1: looks like it's on a grainier film stock we live a lifetime in this whole entire ending we
0: literally do i love I the mean, way we, he
1: looks at him right here it's just because really he's, ca- he's like are dad. you fucking serious yep. they're like yeah take so your bar what would you do if i was going to prison you're this this exact circumstance your well, dad's was, driving you and he offers up this idea no, no 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 you gotta go man you can't you can't skip
0: bail and here's why because it, then if you get caught they're just going to put you in for probably your whole fucking life because you skip bail or you're going to get more time. Well, now it's not a possibility with the internet and with smartphones. You you wouldn't be, I don't, I think you'd have an incredibly difficult time getting away with it. In 2002, true. it might so, be a little, yeah, very it true. might be a little easier, but they wouldn't have known that technology would catch up. But this is not like, it's not something that I think they're going to forget about. This is the DEA. This isn't the NYPD. This is a federal organization. So... That has never come into my mind. If anything, if I was in this situation, I would have done things differently, like learning some self-defense, perhaps, or, you know, connected with Nikolai for some favors of contacts in prison. I would not run. I wouldn't. I have something a little more morbid to say, if you'd like, but he makes a few references to Bullet Train. I think I would honestly consider that more than running. (laughs) Not for seven years, but if it was like, I, I wouldn't... I think it would be fucking terrible to live your whole life, like, just on the run. Not on the run from, like, criminals, like, on the run from people who have the resources to find you. Yeah. I don't think that sounds like a good life. I don't think going to prison for seven years sounds fun either. I'm also not a heroin dealer, for the record. So, those aren't consequences I have to face, thankfully, but... So you would you're looking at me like you would just fucking run I fucking run for the fucking wheels, man. I'm fucking out. But he okay. so you're going to like Texas like they do and just hanging out in Texas. I'm doing something of the like I. I, So you are not, quote unquote, catching the bullet train and you're not serving your time. So you're going on the lam knowing that you can never, ever like if you go to prison, you could see people again. Yep. But you'll never you're never going to be able to see anyone again.
1: No. All right. I'm taking it. Well,
0: I guess that shows where we lie. Well, I'm never doing, <laughs> I'm never selling drugs to get into this position. So that's well, okay, no. I'm ob- saying, yes, it's, obviously, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, you know, it's not, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. What if what the if, what if, what running, if. the, oh, man, I don't know. I, I would never want to go to prison for any length of time, but he has to live, I don't know, what is he, 35 or something? I, they say it at some point, but it, the rest of his life, he's going to have to be worried. He can't like, there's so much you can't do. He can never travel. He can't leave the country. You never go anywhere. You probably can't. He probably shouldn't even cross
1: the fucking state.
0: Just pay for everything in cash. Isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Well, hey, you seem
1: keen on that life. I'm too I, like, see this. Now, face? are you
0: taking into consideration that you have a love in your life like a woman? Because that's, I think, one of the premier reasons he does this, because he he's able to in this, you know, magical fantasy reconnect with her, which is what makes it bearable. I don't know if Monty's doing it the whole time if he can't cr- connect with natural. I'll I mean, he's not doing else. it anyway. It's in his head. I'll find someone else. All right, fine. I'm sure <laughs> she'd appreciate that.
1: She'll appreciate the honesty.
0: Well, she's already with Frank, man. She doesn't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> she's at Frank's house.
1: <laughs> so, so how long? How long since Monty leaves? Does Frank try? Does Frank try? he tries he tries. Oh, he tries
0: i don't know if she gives in and i don't even know if she parted. yeah he, i don't know he how far he can even try goes. with phone calls like hey we going out to dinner what are we doing i mean he needs to atone for what he said to her and he will he needs to because he said some nasty shit to her so he needs to apologize um i mean if if he's going in what month is this may if he's going in like by fall he's trying by aggressively fall. aggressively and then either moving on or you know whatever jacob's scared shitless because he doesn't know when the shoe's gonna drop and he's gonna get found out for kissing his student yep monty's just sitting alone in prison no one's coming to visit him his dad maybe his dad's off the wagon because he had that sip of beer i don't know man (laughs) he's driving no i mean the sip of beer from from earlier from you know earlier in the uh this is a fantasy i don't know he could be off the wagon well maybe they took his bar because they would, uh, yeah, they would come true. and be like, "Where the?" They would press on everyone really, yep, really yep. hard. Like, where is he? Yep. I mean, you'd have to to really pull this off. You'd have to realistically wait like ten years before you engage. naturel
3: to yeah, wait forever. And she yep. must fucking love you,
0: buddy. If she's leaving her mom and moving to bumfuck nowhere where she knows no one, she loves you, dude. Love the handlebar. These rocking for these, very appropriate. <laughs> I, I slides the bar, oh, the beer across the bar. It's great. I love this too on a break.
2: Yep, yeah, like is having a beer on a break? You're in New Yorker. It's in your bones. got <laughs> <in> New York <laughs> in your bones. I love that. Like all, yeah, these, oh, God. this is,
0: that's totally spiked to just cut to like a picture Yo. like that. Nothing else in the frame. It's just such
1: a good ending, man. Like all of this, just like what it just, like, not only just the way it's constructed, but just, like, what it does for you as the audience. Like, with the conversation we're just having, like, right now about, like, yeah, exactly. I would, I wouldn't.
0: That's the whole beauty of it. And then yeah. as you're watching the movie for the first time, you can be like, oh, my God. It, I was absolutely like, is this happening? Yeah. I thought it was for happening. Sure. I was like, oh, is it? Or are we still in the what if, what if, what if? And then you get that little hint of, like, are, are they going to do that? But if you pay attention there... They miss the exit and they're driving toward the prison, folks. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: but it, it goes on for so long that you get wrapped up in it. Yeah. And I think the longer, the length of it is great because i never ride a Greyhound. Um, that's a whole other story. Yeah, great but, uh, too fucking uh, it off, man. But it, it, it goes on for so long that it lets you live in it to the point that when you come back to reality, it's again, it's like, oh exactly it hits you and you're like yeah. "Shit, we didn't leave he's we didn't leave stuck. we didn't actually do this so he's
0: about to go to otisville do you want to know some famous people who've been to otisville talk it um michael cohen a trump lawyer who cares uh <laughs> the situation from the jersey shore <laughs> i worked out next to him once this, you did yeah oh that's cool <laughs> and then you're gonna love this one george young from blow ah yeah ah, Spent yes. time in otisville Ah. Damn I don't it. think any of those will coincide with Monty's time here, actually.
3: He just they got released recently. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yep.
1: Can't believe he's
0: still kicking. I did 10 and 10 wins once. I, I think he may have died. <laughs> uh, I thought he died, too. Yeah, but I remember the day he got released. Uh, I guess I had a high tolerance.
2: <laughs> I did 10 and 10 wins once. We'll have to <laughs> fact check and see if he died. I think he died. Poor guy. Yeah, poor bastard. This is great.
0: Boom. When they... I remember seeing that, and like, oh my god, they got the whole family, the whole spread. <laughs> they got but the the, the D A could still swarm in here. What is this, like, Twenty, 20 Yeah, twenty forty. They could still come in. You owe me time, motherfucker. You, she. She's she. like ninety years old. She. You owe me time. <laughs> I don't know. No, but okay. In all seriousness, yes. The what makes this hit so hard is when you cut back and, uh, hey, buddy, it. That's a fun fantasy, but that's not the way, you know, it works. But, but let me point out that this still all could happen. If he makes it through prison, it could. They could link up and move to Texas. I'm done with New York. He gets out seven years later. She's waiting for him. They move somewhere and start a family. That is a possibility. Interesting that it's not one you and I have explored during this entire commentary. It's true. It's a positive outcome. We haven't explored many positive outcomes. not really a positive movie, but.
1: Here we go. We're just too cynical for life.
0: Well, it's kind of a cynical film. I am am uh, yeah, a bit of a cynic. That's called age. Yeah, I was just going to say it's just called life experience. <laughs> yes. Didn't start out that way. <laughs> life got in the way. <laughs> I'm a realist. Uh, passed out.
1: Good luck, Monty. Ah, uh, good luck, Monty.
0: Wow, this was fun. We did it. It goes by so fast when we're doing this, dude. It, it really, really does. does. Oh, I love this movie so much, yeah, I'm so this glad is we told so we're gonna we're like, gonna run it out through the credits oh, yeah, Patagonias the guy you know
1: the boss, Frank's boss <laughs> he's great uh yeah i I hope that this commentary like i mean we we had a couple of side quests there towards the end that's okay but but i I hope that like you know, through some of our banter about talking about the filmmaking of this that we we kind of opened up some new perspectives, yeah, I just. The only thing we only, only
0: want in this podcast is just for people to listen and like maybe learn something, enjoy that you listen. But, you know, I don't know how many people, it's a shame this isn't available on more streaming services. Maybe it'll pop up sometime. I don't know. But we really encourage you like rent it for a fee. This is one that's absolutely worth $3.99 to rent. Or, you know, maybe you own it. Like I'll lend someone one of my copies and they can watch it.
3: <laughs> what are, what are your
0: eight thousand? i three well one of them's digital so that's that doesn't count i can't lend that oh god but love spike lee love everyone in it this is still i would say like inside man is one of spike's biggest hits black klansman won him the oscar i don't i don't know if he's made a better movie since this then and i i love spike let me be clear but this thing is like this movie deserves to be mentioned in the top tier Spike Lee masterpieces from everyone. Because even like fans who aren't the craziest fans of, of movies know that like do the right thing. They've probably seen it. They know that Spike's movie. This deserves to be mentioned in the same conversation. That's, that's always been my thought anyway.
1: I, I, I completely agree. And I also think that this is just one of those movies that just like, like for whatever reason, it just flown under the radar for so long that it, 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 it is becoming talked about a little bit more but like hopefully like even this podcast will be able to kind of like open up some doors to being like oh yeah the 25th hour that I way. mean
0: at 20 years you know i can't it just, i don't know it's just crazy to me that it's been that long cuz i've had such no, an active depressing. relationship with it from that's nah, fine i've had such an active relationship <laughs> with it for so long can't stop time ugh <laughs> time destroys all things as we discussed on our uh, Gas Bar and Away pod.
2: That's
0: right. That was a fun one. Oh, my God. Uh, so yeah. it's, a, it's the same question. You know, what next? We did get... I mean, God, I can't believe we didn't say this up front. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to the Departed one. Oh, we got yeah. so much great feedback. That was so nice. I'll say this in the intro so I don't bury it in like, you know, two hours, two hours and ten minutes in this <laughs> podcast. But no, truly, genuinely, that was... It was really cool and really nice. And we did get some suggestions from people. But it's just something we're going to kind of play by ear. Like, we're just going to... It's not something we really have mapped out. They kind of... Both of these have w- almost quite literally jumped out at us. Like yeah. Like, The Departed jumped out. This jumped out. So, you know, it's all good. But they're and fun And honestly, to do. we know best.
3: <laughs> About what movies... To
0: we know best in terms of, like, what movies we both know well. Yeah. And what, and what movies... You know, I think it is kind of fun to do popular ones like the departed i i know very few people who like haven't seen that yeah. so that was just kind of a fun one to do this is a little just a little different because i don't know if this has it's been a probably less people that have seen this but i don't know i also hope it is my hope that if you have seen 25th hour and you don't have like the time and the you know logistics to sit down and watch it with us that it plays well on its own i i hope that i hope oh, that yeah. you can just put this episode on and it plays because that's our intention to like Not really have lags in the conversation to keep talking, but yeah, God.
1: Well, honestly, too, it's like, even if this episode comes out and it's like, you don't want to like even listen to us through it that you, if you've never seen the movie, but you're like, oh, these guys had a commentary in 25th hour, watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah. You could always watch the movie and like, give us a listen later. That's what I told a few people about a few friends with the departed who people I know who have seen it. And I'm like, you can do a refresher, but you don't have to like, sit down and time it perfectly i mean you can if you want it's cool you should (laughs) yeah you should (laughs) it's a fun exercise oh my god
1: i love that we got bruce springsteen playing us out here
0: well yeah big uh big to new york post 9-11 oh
1: you know it was we need you bruce you see his special on netflix the new one yeah no it's good it's good okay it's it's not it's not new anymore it's like two years old
0: There's another aspect to uh, Spike's films, that I'm just going to get in under the wire. Go check out his documentaries if you never have. He's a fantastic documentarian. Four Little Girls, When the Levees Broke, go watch him. Kobe doing work. Great doc about Kobe Bryant. Ah, God, I I just love Spike Lee. I've loved him for so long, and I love that he stepped aside and definitely injected enough spikeness into it, like the, you know, talking about the the fuck you, thing like injecting 9 11, all that into it, but he is not credited on, on yeah. the screenplay, and that's really impressive. The man who wrote this book, David benoff was like, No one had heard of him. He writes this book, comes out, and then it's like, Oh, it makes a little bit of splash, and then he creates this show called Game of Thrones. You may have heard yeah. of that. I think I you've heard of that. that is. And, and now I still call, call him the writer of 25th hour. That's it. That's it. Thanks, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening, especially to these and as always happy
1: watching hey they ever tell you look like you have a fucking optical illusion i screwed it up i didn't say the words right <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> go away be gone
0: hey everyone thanks again for listening you can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com nicholas is where you can find all of nick's film work Send us mailbag questions at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at w-a-y-w-underscore-podcast. If you have not seen Richard Linklater's Everybody Wants Some, go watch it, because next time we are doing a deep dive on this criminally overlooked masterpiece.
2: Stay tuned.